Welcome, everybody. Dad Pod Sports, episode 11. Uh, this is Kevin on the other end. As always, we have John and Artie. What's up, boys? What is up? What is up? I have feelings. I have a lot of feelings about a lot of things today. Yeah. I just uh, tell yeah. you right now. Yeah. I have a lot of fucking that, feelings, people. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of, say a lot of news least. breaking. I'm putting it's finally funeral time for the Giants like I expected. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I didn't expect. I mean, well, I guess I kind of did expect them to be taken out back. But what, what let's we'll talk about it. But what what did we really expect if like, you know, the Eagles were playing at full strength? Um, exactly. That's the whole sh- point. Yeah. But no, we'll I'm, talk. I'm not I'm not mad about it. It's it's just one of those things where people are like, oh, man, the Giants are terrible. They've been terrible all year. They've overachieved. But we they, will get there. We will get there. We, we will get there. We will get there. We need um, to talk about one-legged Patrick Mahomes. No, God. Are, are we going to talk about how much Chris Collinsworth uh, well, pretty much gargled his balls for <laughs> I mean, I, mean it, I think it just – not even Chris Collinsworth. It just goes with everybody. I mean, listen, he – he that, that has – high ankle sprains hurt. He was in pain. You could see it. You could see it the whole game he was in pain, even though they taped the hell out of his leg. Because um, he was hopping around when he was doing um, handing the ball off or whatever, but I mean, you you saw he was pissed when he had to come out of the game. He didn't want to come out. He did. He threw the helmet and and all the the good Willis Reed fucking. Oh my god, it was. I know if it was anybody else, would be like it, it wouldn't be as hyped. I get it. I get what you're saying. It it was uh, a. a master class in theatrics i think but that's, that's a little bit opinion. i would agree no I, yeah. I i i see where you're coming from it was a bit theatrical it was a bit you know all right bro calm yourself <laughs> calm yourself i all mean right, they 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 shot the guy full of totorol in the locker room and he came out and he did what whatever it is he what did he his is. thing he did his thing for the most part yeah i mean do it against the Bengals, and then we'll talk well, that's the whole wow. thing. How? Well, wow. that's the whole thing. It's, you know, we we just talked about the Giants or whatever, but did the Jaguars really belong in that game? They gave up. They they were only there because they came back after giving up a thirty-one nothing lead. Mm. You know. Mm. 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 Now you could look at that two ways. I I I think ultimately, you know, no, the Jaguars were the the overachieving and lesser team in that matchup chiefs were you know they're dominant they have better players than the jaguars at many positions that matter you know and i don't think anybody went into this game thinking that it was going to be a 35 35 shootout but i think you know ultimately it's it's a little disappointing that you know not disappointing it's just a little surprising ultimately that you know Chad Henney comes in and just or- and orchestrates, you know, a touchdown drive when Mahomes gets hurt. And it's like, I, that was it. That The game was over after that. You're like, well, was- he comes in and he's he's going to basically he- kill you, kill the Jags defense. This the game is over. If Even if Mahomes didn't come back, there was no way they were winning. After I mean, that. I wrote it in there. He, I think I wrote it in there. That's the turning point of the game, in my opinion. When Henney yeah. came in and just... Oh, yeah, all right. I could fill right in, and we're just going to score. Don't worry about it. Conduct a 98-yard drive. Nuts. Like, Absolutely nuts. You know what I mean? Like, okay, whatever. 
I guess this is how we're playing. Like, <laughs> I mean, Chad Henney reminded everybody that he was an NFL quarterback because, right? You, you, again, as backups, you could do a lot worse. Yeah, you do I mean, a lot worse than Chad Henney. A lot of experience. I didn't realize how long he was in the league until they were pointing it out. I was like, oh yeah, thirty-seven. Yeah, it's old. It's an old. It's an you old. Know, like, old for an NFL player. I remember when Chad Henney was the quarterback at fucking Michigan. Yeah, me too. So, like. Jesus Christ! Like, I mean, man, man, put together, put together a little bit of a career for himself. Like, not gonna lie to you. No, absolutely. I, I can't hate on it. But I can't hate on it. Whatever, man. I I feel like that's a good spot for for a backup quarterback, though. Because what? But that's Chad a veteran. Henry. That's a veteran backup quarterback in a spot that he's not asked to do much. No, you're you're absolutely right. Like, he didn't have to do too much, and. Well, it's it was it, the 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 Chiefs showed that their depth really at their positions, you know, like Kelsey coming through and their their skill position players across. Kelsey the board had himself a game too, yeah. though. He he was due. Wasn't. He was due for a game. Fourteen catches, two touchdowns. He was due. Ninety-eight yards. He was almost. He almost set the record. I was screaming for one more catch because. He got the two touchdowns. I took him pregame for a touchdown, first first touchdown, anytime touchdown, and two touchdowns. <laughs> and I was I took him live for a third touchdown, and I was screaming for it. And he needed one more catch to break the record, and it never happened. But I mean, I really couldn't complain. And then what? You had uh, MVS uh, Baldus Scantling calling in the the eventual clinching touchdown with about seven game seven minutes left, right in the game. I didn't have him. No, who did I have? I had no, I I parlayed Kelsey and um, Christian Kirk. Ah, uh, that's right. Ah, uh, right, that's right. It was Kirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically, they traded scores on that one, and I didn't even realize it. I was sitting at the diner, and I went, "Oh my god, I just won money!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I texted one of my. I, I, he texted me. He's like, I feel like Christian Kirk's going to get a touchdown. And I went, all right, I'll put the two together. Oh I said, Kelsey's God. due to Kelsey's due to break out. And I went, okay. And then I put the two together and I went, all right, what's the worst that can happen? And then all of a sudden my dad texted me. He's like, man, the Jaguars really needed that one. I went, oh, who scored? I'm not, I'm not watching. I'm eating dinner. He goes, oh, Christian Kirk. I went, okay, great. Dinner's on me tonight. Yeah, there you go. Oh, boy. Uh, I made a little little parlay tonight, just so you know. Sidebar: Speaking of parlays, Detroit, oh uh, Detroit, Brooklyn Nets game. I took yeah. the oh I took the Nets on the money line, and but oh, the, I took the Pistons plus eight and a half in the game. Um, but that's not looking good because the Pistons are up ten with six and a half to go. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, that's you know, yeah. The money line's probably not going to work out for you. The Pistons won. God bless. God bless. Live in, God live bless. in the dream. Live in the dream, boys. That's right. Um, but anywho, no, I'm moving yeah, on. Chief, Chiefs, yeah, Chiefs, so. Chiefs, chiefing in the game. Um, that Agnew play that John you you mentioned, I was gonna I was gonna mention that too. Like that at the end of the first half. Um, oh, like it. They it like deflated that, them. that deflated the whole game. It was over. It was really. If it wasn't over before that, it was over after that. Literally right. on the five yard line. Like, come on. You know, like that was your that was one of the chances. Like you gotta you gotta put the ball in the end zone and or, you know what I mean? Like it just right. it doesn't happen. Yeah, there there's yeah. there's time. The defense where you, made a play. 
Yeah, they did. That, they did. Do, do we argue that this game was how you say the score? The final score is not indicative of of the game. Ultimately, do we? Do we? Do we say that? I mean, they, you know, the back. I, I it was a backdoor cover for me um, on the Jags, but not that that ended up winning me points. You know, and it's one of those things where it's like you know they can't win even if you let them score. It doesn't matter. Like I don't know, maybe right. The final score is not indicative of the of the actual closeness of this game. No, the Chiefs no. were were gonna win for handily for a while. And exactly, they, that's they that's didn't it. they didn't win handily, but they won. It, the The end was not in doubt for a right. good quarter and a half. No, if Mahomes was healthy, could they have easily put up two more touchdowns? Probably. Right. You know, maybe it's he extends a drive with his legs. Uh, it's this week's going to be really interesting. Right. I I definitely want to see how Pat Mahomes starts that game and and see how ginger he is on that ankle. But we'll we'll go. Well, he's been walking around without a boot, so I don't know what that. I don't know. He said practice. He was surprised today how good it felt after practice. So I don't. He's not going to be a hundred percent. It's a high ankle sprain. It's just. It's not Matt. There's no miracle. No, Um, if he was. If this was like week one, he'd be out probably till like week five. Yeah, yeah, he would be out, but he's not going to injure it further. So they're going to tape it up, they're going to wrap it up, they're going to sure. do their, I mean, their he, they're going to do their work. He's and, saying all the right things, but saying all the right things is very different than going out there and proving it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he can say all he wants about, "Hey, my ankle feels great. I I've never felt better. Fucking, I can do the Irish jig on it, so on and so forth." But see what happens, like going to be a very different story but see we shall see we shall see uh so we five straight title games how about that that's nuts that's that's dynasty like that's new england patriots territory without the without the winning without the super bowls i i mean i would i would argue you know you'll never see what the pats did again in in the nfl for you know 50 years but you'll see like this level of dominance to be in the AFC championship game five years in a row is like Peyton Manning Colts. Like did Peyton, did the Colt Peyton do that with the Colts? No. Did Tom nope. Brady, Tom Brady did that with the Patriots and won six, well, five Super Bowls. So, six. you know, six. six, right. Six. Crazy, it's, right? It's impressive. It as, is, as, it is incredibly impressive. Andy Reid has proven himself to be a, you know, like if he had proven it, he had, yeah, I would say like had he not proven it before with the Eagles, his run with the Chiefs has has definitely cemented his his spot, quote unquote. But um, no, I mean it. It's interest. It'll be interesting to see whether or not they can actually like getting to the championship game is one thing. You got to win the Super Bowl, though. Like that's that's where we're at now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I agree. And you're you're running the risk of becoming the new age Buffalo Bills at this point. <laughs> yeah, at least they like, have the title. Uh, at least they have one of the titles under their belt. Right. Yeah, and, I'll give you that. But and, like, and they pro- they probably you know if they finish with two or three in the in this era. I think that's enough to like put them in that strategy. Right, you can't you can't ask for six like the like Tom Brady. Like, yeah, if you get two or three, that's if anyone that's gets good. two or three out of a quarterback, like like 
would you could like Eli Manning two two Super Bowls? You consider his career yeah. a success? Like that oh, trade absolutely. paid off. With, that trade paid off with, you know, the Chargers for Philip Rivers and a couple of draft picks. Like that. Mm. Clearly, the Giants won that trade. You got two Super Bowls. Forget all the bullshit in the middle. You know what I mean? Like right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. in the middle and the end. <laughs> like that. That's in really the, it. You know what I mean? In like, the middle and the end. Right. That's it. Um, I don't know what I was gonna. I it, it, I had a thought and now it's gone. That's it. Sorry. Thirties starting. Uh, so, so do we want to jump into Eagles and and Giants, or do we want to go with the other AFC team first? No, we could do how how the results were. So you know, Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. Hmm. Yeah, we'll go with All that right. order. That's fine. So, I, I don't I don't care. It's it, listen. Rip the bandaid, John. Rip the bandaid. Exactly. Well, so what I so the ripping of the bandaid was as soon as the game was like halfway over, which literally, I mean, like at halftime, I I just like went on my phone and went into the Google Doc that we have, and I just typed fuck everything. Yeah. Well, you know. So that was my ripping of the bandaid, which again, it's in the moment you never want to lose, but you know, I'm I'm skipping ahead to the bottom here. They had a good season. This was an overachieving season. You never would. If you'd have told me they'd have lost in the divisional round, I'd have said you're crazy. But yeah, no, that's totally fair. It's just like it's just it's tough to see it end that way, like where you're just blown out. But you know what am I going to do? Like I, I can't really complain. It just goes to show you that they brought in the right coaching staff with basically practice squad level players at most of the skill positions. Maybe except for running back and Bellinger looks like he could be a good tight end, hmm. but who the hell were their wide receivers? Nobody. And they treated you know, their best like, one because he didn't want to be here. Right. And Dude, Hodgin, Hodgins was Hodgins was came on halfway through the season and did more in half a he's, season than Kenny Galladay did in two years. And he's nice. Like he's a nice yeah. player. He's, he's, he's a, a complimentary player. Like he'll be good. You know, he'll he'll be good but they still need a number one now like just talking like but again going into this game they went down two scores the eagles knew that the giants couldn't catch up because they they have to throw the ball and again as good as these guys have been the eagles defense is that much better like like bradbury with the interception he was on the giants last year they only cut him because he was a cap casualty he'd have still been on this team but that's the way it goes. Yeah. And like I said, I, the first sentence I wrote here, I knew this game was was trouble because as soon as Hertz hit Devonta Smith with that 40-yard throw, I said, we're yep. in trouble. I said, we're in trouble. This is – you just get a vibe, and I don't want to hear, oh, well, he was only – he said he wasn't at 100%. He looked fucking fine out there with his shoulder. He was fine. He was, he was no. you know, uh, maybe he wasn't a hundred percent, but he was ninety-seven percent, and that was exactly. good enough. He was and good he, enough to be out there, like that. And just about everyone, every skill player on the, on the Eagles had a touchdown, except for AJ Brown, because. And how do I know this? Because I took every single one of them to score a touchdown. <laughs> so I said, if I have to, if I have to suffer through this, I'm going to get paid for it. So Matt Breida, Matt Breida, baby. Well, I didn't take I mean, him, but no, I took. Don't... I I took you took Gainwell. Do you took Gainwell? No, I took Boston Smith, Scott. Goddard, Goddard as anytime and first Smith, and I took um, what do you call it? Boston Scott? Boston Scott. Boston. So I I people went into this yeah. game and they're like Boston Scott 
kills the Giants. Yep. And sure as shit, he scored a touchdown on yep. six carries for oh, 32 like, yards. But you knew it was happening, though. Like, mm-hmm. you, you knew it was gonna, you knew it was coming. Like, Two seconds in, exactly. you're like, this game's fucked. Like, it, yeah. I, it, it is. I just, just Listen, the Giants played perfectly against the, the Vikings, which are a softer defense. This team, the Eagles are not. They led the league in sacks, and you saw it. They had pressure all night. If yeah. the Giants and, played I mean, the game they played against the Vikings against the Eagles, they probably they, still lose. They probably still lose, like, you know, 35 28. Like, right. You know, exactly. Like, they they, still they're still losing game. that they're, game. Right. They still lose this game. And you listen, it's almost a week now. I feel fine about it because it is what it is. And listen, they had their post, you know, postseason press conference or whatever after, you know, the, you know, the, the wrapping on the season, you know, the coach and GM or whatever. And they said, sure, right. we're, we're, right. we're not here to, you know, we're not satisfied with how things ended. Like, we're not here to just collect talent. We want to build, we want to build a sustainable thing, which is the right thing to say the whole thing. But they're happy. They, they're, they're, they're all, all happy. Yeah, they're, they're all happy, happy though. They're all because, slapped. They're all they're all high fiving and going. And John Mara is shaking their hands, going good job. How many years has it been since relevant football has been played? Forget the playoffs, but like before Thanksgiving, right? Like like before, before Halloween, the Jets and the Giants six, have been six years have, have been either over or like you know they have like two wins, and they're they're already they're just all right. Well, I guess it's, we just got to suffer through it. You know, like this was the first season in a while where it's like, yeah, I want to sit down. And I, I want to watch the game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and well, that like, goes for both. And that goes for both teams. But I mean, we're talking about the Giants here. But like, I just i I don't like how it ended. No one does. Who wants to get blown out? But I'm happy with how this team played. They have to. They either have to draft or they have to sign or trade or do something for a big number one receiver. Unfortunately, there's the free agent market for wide receivers is is really really it's thin. thin. This year. It's thin, it's and they're gonna year. they're gonna they're probably gonna have to trade for someone if they want to make a big splash. You know, DeAndre Hopkins has been floated out there. T. Higgins has been floated out there because apparently T. Higgins is gonna want big money, but they have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase there, and you know someone's gonna be on the outside looking in and he's yeah, coming in. Through, he's in the fourth year. He's going to be in the fourth year of his four year deal, rookie deal. And he's not going to want to play on that. And the whole thing. So who knows? It's too early to tell. Let the, yeah, let the that's, happen. but that's so like, it's so early to, to start fucking around with that. Like, yeah, you can't, I don't the know. draft has to happen. The whole thing. Like, is it's there just anybody too- in the draft that they actually could could come up with like receiver. I mean, hold on. let's go to Tankathon. I mean, where where they're projected to draft, they're gonna draft. They have them drafting, drafting linebacker. They're drafting twenty sixth. Twenty sixth. I was gonna say twenty four, but yeah, twenty sixth. You know, they're projected to draft Trenton Simpson, the linebacker from Clemson. You know, I'm trying to think the the first wide receiver. It's probably the kid from TCU, isn't it? Quentin Johnson, but he's he'll be gone. He's projected to go to the Panthers at nine. There's Jordan Addison, a wide receiver from USC. He's projected to go to the Packers at fifteen. And, and then and then uh, Jackson Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
from Ohio State is going to pre- – he's projected to go right before that. Now, listen, this is a mock draft four no months. Tra- no trades, yeah. Right, no trades, no nothing. No, like, se- no senior bowls yet, no uh... – Right, exactly. So, you know, guys may fall, guys may move up. Who who knows what happens? Sure. But yeah, like will like Chicago's going to trade the number 1 pick. They're not going to uh, they're not going to sit there and draft yeah, Will Anderson. Yeah, they're not going to play around and say let's draft an edge rusher like at number 1. Like, yeah, I get like Will Anderson is great, but like no, they're not doing that. They're trading back. They're they're letting, you know, fucking Arizona, Indianapolis yeah, because they could Raiders. collect picks there. They could get this year's first and probably next year's first and maybe, you know, a second out of it, you yeah. know, depending on how bad the team wants it. Panthers are nine might trade up, but that's a right. The Texans. Yeah, Texans obviously have the best chance, but they'll they're Texans. Texans are two. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll talk. About well, they have two first round picks. Right. right, they have the most. Right, they have twelve. Right, they have the most capital to to play with there. But right, yeah, imagine, I don't know. It's imagine, imagine owning the first two, two or three picks of the draft. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at, yeah, I, I mean, at 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 twenty six, I don't really know where the Giants are going to go for help. But you know, I mean, they could probably you know move up or down. And see, but here's the other thing too: you have to use your second and third round picks to find these guys too. Not everyone is a first round pick. So right. they have their second, they have their third. They also have the third round, a third rounder and a sixth rounder from Kansas city. So you have two thirds, a fourth, a fifth, two sixths, and three sevenths. You can make some, you could move around. You could make some moves there. There's good gut. Like there's like, you know, you go go down the list. Like you're looking at a guy like Zay Flowers from from Boston College. Like he's projected to be a really good slot guy in the NFL. Like really good. He's a little short, but like motherfucker's fast. Like he's their best player in Boston College for the last like seven you know years. Is? The Giants need a guy. They need a number one, a bona fide number one. Yeah. Like when they had Plaxico Burris, when they had Hakeem Nix. Like they need a number one. Like. A guy to go get the ball. Other than Quentin Johnson, that guy doesn't exist in this draft. I don't. Think I agree, right. and I, and I, I agree, agree with that. that. And then, and then, you know what? If the guy doesn't exist, then the guy doesn't exist, and you do your research, and maybe you get the guy next I year. Mean, maybe you get a couple. Of, I mean, but the problem is, is the Giants' wide receiver depth. They don't have a one. They don't have a two. They don't have a great slot person. They have a bunch of fours and fives, and that's really, I think, ultimately what well, the problem I is. I think. Fill out think, the depth first, if nothing I else. Think right. Next year, Wandale Robinson will fill the role of like the number two, and Hodgins could be the number three. Three, yeah. They need it. They still need a number one, and I'm, you yes. know, they they need they need they need a name. They, they need do. a guy, which Kenny Galladay was supposed to be, but it just yeah. I mean, maybe really they like, could trade for T. Higgins, like you said. Like you said, maybe they right. Could get there's there's them. always there's always someone who's who's angry about a contract who wants his way out. You know, it just doesn't work anymore. We're not going to sign you, so we might as well trade you and get something for you. You know, we'll see. I, again, it's too early to tell with all this shit because it's it's not even the Super Bowl hasn't even happened yet. The combine hasn't happened. Listen, the you know how many guys have gone to the combine? Like, who the hell was that guy? And like, all of a sudden now they're running up the draft board. You know what I mean? Like, or some guys falling. Like, 
like Zach Wilson last year after a pro day shot up the draft board. So like, so I'm, not just, like I'm not even just saying that, but like Aaron Rodgers fell, you know, like it just thing, things happen. You know, Laramie Tunsil was probably one of the best O linemen to ever come out of, you and know, then, when he out of college, and, and then he and then he had a video, and apparently that's a problem. Like smoking in a mask. You know, Jadavian Clowney made a career, made a draft, got drafted because of a one hit he one made. Hit. Yep. And then where's he been? You know what I mean? Like it's just you just never know. That's true. Johnny Mandel. So exactly, Johnny, you Johnny know, football. Baker Mayfield, first overall pick for the Browns. Where's he now? He's on like his fifteen in like four years. He God. might end up being the starting quarterback at the Rams. He might, and I, you know what? If if McVeigh actually does stay and works with him, it, it might actually work out. Yeah, it might, it might. But I, that aside, your point remains. Like, yeah, like there, there's a bunch of dudes who got got by on fucking right. name value rather than actual talent. So. Right, like Jamar Chase sat out a whole year and he still dominates the ball. He demands the ball, dominates, you know, every time he's on the field. Uh, that's a that, that like that's talent. Like that's talent. Like you know, other guys play the whole time and then they get drafted and then they're terrible. Like or they just don't live up to the expectations. Truth. That's true. Uh, speaking of Jamar Chase, Bengals at the Bills, and. He said it. You, you better get your receipts, right? Uh, you send them refunds. Um, send the refunds. Send them refunds. Baby. There send it is. Refunds. Check, I mean, check your receipts. Check you know, your receipts. I, I said they threw a big wrench into the uh, travel plans. Can you can can it be overstated about how much they threw the wrench into the the plans? Like they were selling tickets, and that like how insulting is that? That's very insulting. I mean, it's an it, unfortunately, well, it's logistically, a necessity. Logistically, yes, I understand that. You completely. can't not. You can't. You can't do all that Monday morning. Like, not 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 logistically possible. But yeah, it's fucking insulting that it gets out. You know. Right. Or I mean, I mean, listen, they probably could have gotten away with selling tickets Monday morning. Like, I mean, come on. But again, I, I understand what you're saying. It's a logistics thing. It's not a hey, let's you know we think the Bengals are going to lose. Type of thing, but I mean, Jesus Christ! Listen, this was an listen. This was an ass whooping. Front, front to back. This was was, the the, the Bengals built the Bills over their their fucking leg and spanked the shit out of them. That's the bro. It was over when Joe Burrow was warming up through a no look pass and fucking. Oh, you saw that that in the goddamn snow. Like you're like, oh, this cat is. He is such a different (laughs) cat. cat. Like his. he like you forget that he just is so like Joe like he he's just different. He's just a different you dude. Now you now understand why I have like such a massive man, man crush. crush on this guy. Like, do you honestly he, understand that dude? Like, as my he, wife looks he, at me, going like, "What are you talking about?" Don't worry, no, but like, it's it, it, yeah. <laughs> don't worry. He's, he's he's built like I hate to use the term, but yeah, no, he's built different. Like that that is a freaking quarterback and a half man like he's a different breed of different breed of cat to say say it lightly like he came out and he just spanked him man and that's it he's ice in his veins joey i just don't i don't understand not that cincinnati is a warm weather city by any chance but i don't understand how 
not that this matters. This is not how teams are constructed anymore, but the team that is from Buffalo, New York did not know how to fuck the fuck to play in snow. And like, there's a couple there. I had so many thoughts about this too. And, and people were talking about it during the week. You know, how bad, how bad does Josh Allen miss Brian Dable? Can we talk about that? Uh, Big time. Big time time. because I've seen the stats and Dable came in, fixed the turnover problem. Dable left and fixed the turnover problem for Daniel Jones. And Mm -hmm. Allen's turnover issues have come Come back. back. Right. Yep. He's he's better than he was before Dable, you know, before three years ago, obviously. Josh Allen's a better quarterback. But he's... But the mistakes are back, and that's a big, big, big issue. Right. And Everyone that, talks about Danny Dimes and his fumbles, but and Josh Allen's up there. He's got fifty-two fumbles on his career. It a lot. 52. He let goes. Let's go the ball in the wrong way a lot of times this year, and it, it. I won't say it definitely cost them, and it wasn't the main reason that they got that they lost this game. That you know he threw a pick. I'm like, all right, that's part of it. Sure, you know that doesn't help. You know, but they were, you know. Couldn't get first downs. You know, I, my, the most glaring stat was couldn't get first downs, couldn't run the ball, which is a necessity when it snows. And the the Bengals just didn't seem to be affected by the fact that it was snowing. And they just they they executed their offense the way they wanted to execute their offense, which included like, oh, this guy, you know, his name is Joe Mixon. We forget about Joe Mixon. He's like the forgotten skill position player on the Bengals ran right. for 105 yards you know, on a touchdown. I mean, like, that's what you need in a game like this. This is, you know, the running game helps you win in, in January. It's not, you can't forget about it. And the bills were like, Josh Allen's going to do everything. Josh Allen can't do everything. Sorry. No, the yeah, one no. thing that the bills were honestly missing is a running back. All, all due respect to Singletary, but they do need a running back. And at the beginning of the year, I said, if the giants are bad, I wouldn't be surprised if they traded Saquon to the, to the bills, but, we all see how that turned out. You know, that was really never a rumor, but it was just something I made up in my own head. But you know, you can honestly <laughs> see, you, but you can honestly see it. You, a missing piece. You could. You could. Listen, the Bengals never trailed in this game. There's a reason for that. They just they came out flying. They said, "Oh yeah, listen." All due respect to all the emotion that's been pumped up up in Buffalo because of everything that's gone on with Demar Hamlin and all that stuff. You know what? When it's game time, it's game time. They, four, they came out fourteen nothing. How you doing? Yeah, it yeah, was. No, that they, was. That's when that game was over. Like touchdown number two. Right. You're like oh, two possessions in, two possessions, two touchdowns. What's going on? Like, what are we doing? Like, you know, I just he should Burrow's just so cool under under that pressure. I honestly thought the offensive line was going to be an issue, and guess what? It wasn't even close. It wasn't that no, big of a deal. I, I think the Bills, but I don't necessarily think that that's the case. I just think the Bills weren't able to capitalize on the fact that their offensive line is is not up to snuff. And when we talk that's fair. about and I don't think the Chiefs, you know, a little prognostication and future looking here. I don't think the Chiefs defensive line is going to do much better, but it's going to they're going to at least expose a little bit more of that. And 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 I think that it, that's going to sort of bring you know Joe Burrow down to earth a little bit this weekend, but we'll get to that. It's possible. It's definitely possible. But you but... don't know. You know. You don't know after after a performance like that. Like you know, 
the Bengals coaching staff knows how to freaking game plan for uh, apparently, you know, and Stefan Diggs is, you know, I feel well, bad. I feel bad for the dude. He's not wrong. Like how many times is he going to sit wrong. there and go, are we going to underachieve again? Like, come on. I, I agree. The problem is the other thing I'll say is in the big spots, he comes up short and I he know does. that's, Tough to say when he caught the Minnesota Miracle touchdown, but let's be honest, that's because the defender whiffed. Yeah, like, he, in the biggest you know, games, he's definitely coming up short. But is that on short. him or is it on the quarterback? Uh, a little bit of both, I'm sure. I agree. Both. Both. Yeah, the, the, like the cop out. The cop out answer is a little bit of both, but sometimes you you know in, even in the biggest game, well, when the Eagles lost the Super Bowl to the Patriots with Terrell Owens, he still had over a hundred yards in that game. Like the big boys come to play, they find a way, you know, and I understand the weather wasn't good, but like you were trailing the whole game. How do you not have, you know, yards? You know what I mean? Like they're throwing you the ball 60. You got to have six catches, 75 yards and a touchdown in a game. Right. Like this. If right. You're 34 Stephon yards. ain't going to cut it or whatever. He had 48, something he like that. 40 something. It's not going to cut it. Had a uh, thirty-five, four catches, thirty-five yards. Right, so that's like, not going to cut it. Like that's that's a yeah, cool, that's like that's a good halftime stat line in this in this type of game. But okay, do it again. Like that's two quarters worth, sure. Right. Right. By the that's way, John, John, I hundred one twenty nine ninety nine official Joe Burrow jersey on NFL Shop. Right? I know. I've been I've been looking and I've been not buying <laughs> now the question is is do you want the black the orange or the gray or the white the white the white he gotta go white i know my buddy said that he's like the white is just so fucking it's so dope. so dope it's so slick it, it is it looks it amazing. is as it is as the kids today say it is drip yeah, yeah no, it, like, is. it looks good the white looks good i would probably get the black one but the white one is let's see if they make the super bowl then we'll talk Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Then we'll we'll talk. And you'll but it'll be a year before you get the jersey. But yeah, we'll talk. (laughs) We'll talk then. No, I know it wouldn't come in time, but like, you know, we'll see. I mean, maybe if you paid for the expedited shipping, but you know, whatever. (laughs) So the kid, the little kid in Sri Lanka, can can sell your your jersey exactly that that much faster. Yeah, so yeah, Nike can make a three hundred percent profit on the jersey. So fucked up. You know, child labor. It's funny. You know. We joke. Child labor, it's funny. Yeah, exactly. Pain oh, and suffering. Lord. All right. Uh, speaking of pain, speaking of pain and suffering. Oh Lord. The Cowboys. Well, yeah, basically. I mean, the. I mean, listen. Hey, Brett Maher hit some field goals. Let's talk about that. Number one. He, well, pretty much. Well, he exercised well. a demon. Well, the, the the extra point was blocked. Like when a kick is blocked, is I don't that, count that shit. That's not his fault. Yeah, like that's, that's like never. That's almost that's like never interception. Like you know what I mean? That's not. Yeah, that's usually unless like he really fucking fumbles the kick. Like that's net. Like and it's really low trajectory. It goes into someone's helmet. Like that's not his fault. Yeah, like, a block is on. a block. A block is a block. But let's be honest, though, five fucking misses last week, like uh, two weeks ago, that's his fault. I know. Yeah, I mean, I. I wrote it in the rundown. Say the it. man, he kicks like an unfox man. Like that. <laughs> I agree. That that fucking those knuckleballs, man. Man, some some of those he, balls it, are knuckleballs, but whatever, it works. Hey man, it, whatever. I I yeah I, I don't know what to like. Oof. 
just yeah. Ugh. I, I I agree with uh, whoever wrote that the juggling catch by Kittle was the turning point in the game. Um, this was a this game just to sort of summarize it was a was a definite slugfest. It was a defensive struggle much more than I think I any of us anticipated it would be. Um, you know the announcers on the game bleh, were saying that it was you know Greg Olson was basically saying twenty seven times over that this was a defensive struggle. And this is the first good defense that the 49ers have seen since Brock Purdy has come into has started, you know, started games for the 49ers, which I mean, okay, I guess that's true to a certain extent. And the Cowboys defense is pretty was pretty good was was up to the up to snuff. They they almost had a couple of interceptions that, you know, changed the game. They their defense showed up and Dan the fact that Dan Quinn. You know, Dan Quinn earned himself a fucking pay raise as defensive coordinator for sure. You know, they he they got coached up and they played a hell of a game, and they their defense des- deserves to win the game. Their offense, Dak Prescott, if Dak Prescott ain't ain't the dude. He ain't the guy. And I think that's how many that much How many backbreaking interceptions is this guy gonna throw? Um, uh, a lot, a lot, a ton. <laughs> that's my. A that's my ton. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the he's that's such a I, fucking momentum killer. And right. po- to, the Tony Pollard injury was really like that killed that them crazy. too. That, that killed, killed them, them too because you're now left with the lesser of the two running backs, which is amazing to say, but it's true. But see, this is the problem with the Cowboys fundamentally because they want to give players like Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott these fucking stupid contracts. They're they're fundamentally limited at giving money at other positions to filling out the rest of their roster. So no matter what they do, they're always going to have one side of the ball that sucks because they're going to give these big stars the fucking the big bag that don't deserve it and don't add to the win. Like until they give the, the right quarterback that money who lifts the players up like an Aaron Rodgers, a 25 kind of guy talent, they're never going to fucking win because they pay they have a great de- they can spend enough money and draft picks on defense and they'll have a very good defense but their offense suffers because two players on their offense take up a third of their fucking cap like well, this is, that's this is, the, is this is the fundamental problem of the Jerry Jones era of Cowboys this football. is this is why that most teams when they draft a rookie quarterback go for it with a rookie quarterback and load up at the skill positions right. because the quarterback's the most expensive position and once you get into the second contract, you kind of, you know, you limit what you can do. Now, first of all, the Cowboys screwed up that whole thing because they chose to pay Zeke first. And then they chose to pay Amari Cooper second. Right. He's not even on the team anymore. Then they were like, you know what, we'll pay Dak. And then the other problem is. They got lucky Dak got hurt. Well, That's- he got hurt, but also the other problem is they had to do everyone had to do these now these new things, these void years or whatever. So that though just to keep the cap reasonable. So that contract that he signed really isn't that contract. Like none of these contracts are like, you know, like real. I hate to say it. Like they're they're not they're not real. Like 
They're for games and contracts. Yeah. I'm pulling up the next. Yeah. So like next year, technically, well, no next year. And then 24 is technically the last year of the deal. There's two void years at the end of the, at the end of the, the contract, like next year, he accounts for, he's got a cap hit of $49 million. 31 and he's got 31 million dollars guaranteed coming to him. Now they'll probably restructure that because they're technically over the cap next year already. They're they're starting out at 5 million over, but that's just some clever um accounting that they'll do that that, that every team does. But yeah, they he accounts for. I'm trying to see. I mean, there's a lot of teams. There's. I was he accounts say, for 21 percent. He accounts for 21 percent of their cap next year. Jesus. 21 percent. And as of March 21st, his base his base salary of next year, March 21st of 22, his 23 base salary of 31 million dollars is guaranteed. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And next year, if he's on the roster in 24, March 21st, he gets another $5 million. Yikes. Can't even trade him at this point. Nope. I mean, listen, you could do, you, you can could extend or renegotiate or restructure, but, you know, that's, right. they're not, he's not doing that. No, no, so they're should... not going to. He should, but he won't. Well, they, they won't, but whatever. We'll talk, let's talk about this game. Like, yeah, sorry. No, 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 it's fine. I listen, Brock Purdy wasn't what we've seen because this was a much better defense than what he's seen, but he made the plays when he needed to make the plays. Like, this is where you know, game manager came in, if you will, but he managed to win the game. But you know what? I I, people say that, and I I heard that said a lot on the radio and, and on TV this week. The whole concept of game manager, like, oh, he was just a game manager this week. Well, guess what? That's all he has to be. Nine, like that, nine out of ten quarterbacks in this league, even ones that are really good that have won Super Bowls and MVPs, would probably have had the same kind of game as Brock Purdy. You know, they they throw twenty, they can they complete twenty to twenty five passes for less than you know two fifty to less than two sixty. You know, yeah, he was only a two fifteen. I know, but you know, and they they throw one touchdown or none. You know, and they and the running game kind of well, listen, there's a lot of quarterbacks that against this Cowboys defense and the scheme that they had going that day would have had a tough time and would have not had to, you know, and if they had a good team around them would have not had to do much and they would have won. How many times did Tom Brady throw for 220 yards and 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 one and one win games in New England? I mean, come on, it happens like right. It's the way the game goes sometimes, and that was the right game plan. They just said we're not going to chuck it thirty-eight times, you know, and have him throw two picks and derail this kid. You know, we're not going to do that. That would be stupid. And they didn't have to. They had, you know, they had Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell, CMC, Debo. They running, you know, doing some running plays, and that was it. That's all they needed to kind of squeak out, you know, a touchdown. (laughs) Like basically, like all right, we got our touchdown. Fred Warner with that interception, big, big fucking play, you know. Oh, yeah, huge. But, like, if he doesn't have to fuck around and he doesn't have to win the game himself. Why would you ask him to do more? Yeah, why, like, why, why put him in a position where he's going to fail? You know what I mean? Like, that, it doesn't make sense to me. But you have a bunch of 
freaking armchair coaches and quarterbacks over here that are like, we know better. And let this kid is not worth his weight, I guess, when all he does is win. All he does is win. It's Mm -hmm. like at this point. Right. Oh, I agree. Mm -hmm. I agree. They, he, they ask him to do something. He does it. Christian McCaffrey looked pretty good in this game too. Not going to lie. Yeah, consider, I mean, I, I mean, think his 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 calf was balking, and he was still like, you know, he was doing everything to stay loose. And and I was, you know, watching watching the game, and he was in a good game. Like, you know, considering again, Cowboys defense is a really fucking good defense this year, and they they just churned and burned for every yard in this game, and they did what they had to do to win. That's it. It's true. They, they really did. Yeah, but like again, like. You do what you have to at this, like, they, like, I don't want to say it was expected because that, that would be diminishing the Cowboys, but like, they did what they were supposed to do. They did what you would hope the the 49ers are going to do. They lost, they lost to, the Cowboys lost to a better team and that much is obvious. Um, I think this, the, the thing that is bothering Cowboy fans and Cowboys, you know, the Cowboys team themselves is the fact that. They only lost by seven in this game, and their their defense was as as good as the 49ers defense in this game for all intents and purposes. Their quarterback was fucking trash in this game, and their offensive play calling was kind of trash in this game, and their best running back got hurt. So you can't overcome all of that. And that's unfortunately the situation that they're in. But they're like I said in the beginning, their defense was more than good enough to win this game and that's why they're all pissed yeah like did we expect the 49ers to win yeah but you know what their defense played way better than i thought they would and that sort of in my opinion even the scales a lot a lot more than uh, we had expected going into this game and so there the cowboys had every chance and every opportunity to win this game and take control and they never did and that's their own fault i guess the question though is like yes Dak is breaking your back and fucking like <laughs> making making shit fucking impossible for you. But like what Correct. do you do? Like what the fuck can you really do with Dak? Like you can't like can't trade him. Can't trade him, can't cut him, you're, you're not gonna. You're in such yeah, exactly. Like but like you're in such a position that like you're fucked. Like it's over. Like that's your guy, like for better or worse, like you're stuck with them. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, unfortunately you are. And there's nothing that there's really nothing they can do other than, you know, they have to, they have to hit in the draft. They have to, you know, these are the kinds of things where when you're filling out a roster, you have to really like fill the roster out and you can't whiff on free agents and you can't whiff on, on the draft. And this is where scouting departments and all that shit in the and, and And again, as long as Jerry, Jerry Jones is fucking alive, this is the bullshit they're going to have to deal with. I'm sorry. Cause he overrides all of their good decision-making. I, I'm all right. telling you. So I was just, uh, while you guys are talking about this, I was looking up, I was trying to dig into Dak's contract a little bit more. So he entered so next year he enters year three of the four year $160 million contract that he signed. Right. 31 right. is full 31 million is fully guaranteed next next year. 
His cap hit is $41.9 million for 23. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize this. They've already restructured the deal twice. Oh, God. They just so signed they, it like two years ago. So they've already, um, what do you call Jesus. it? So, okay. So, so they can convert 26 million of his next year's salary into a signing bonus and free $20 million of cap space. But it means a $60 million dead cap hit now tied to a non-guaranteed 24 season and then 37.4 million in dead cap to avoidable a avoidable 2025 year of the contract. So, okay. So that uh, it, that's a lot of moving money around and spending on it, which I'm sure they would do, but okay. So it's not that terrible. It's not that terrible, but they've, but they've got to convert. They, they run the risk of like, like re- there's like restructure bonuses and shit that all come into this. Right. Oh, that's right. And, and it's basically when you convert, I guess, salary into signing bonus, it's like, okay, yeah, you have money now, but you're going to pay for that later on. Like, well, it's, you it's, you can, you can, what you can do is you, you take it off of that year's cap and sprinkle it over the next three years. Right. And, and that's fine, problem, but it's sprinkled. The, it's, it's now that's money spent. Right, that money. Right, that money's gone. It's basically a credit card bill, you know. Right, right, exactly. With interest. <clears throat> um. So yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, I don't think you guys really care about the rest of the team, but I was just trying to dig into a little bit. I'm curious about Zeke's contract because that's. Oh well, it's funny you mentioned that because <laughs> that's, that's the next Uh-oh. one. Okay. Um. His contract is finally is I, I'm re, I'm just reading the, I'm just reading this word for word on, on for the article here. Uh, his massive contract finally gets right gets right side up in 23, meaning they can actually save cap space by moving on. So he holds four non guaranteed years at 52.9 million and a 16 million dollar cap hit for 23. So you could free up. Four million dollars, four and a half million dollars in space before June first, and almost eleven and almost eleven million dollars after June first. Hmm. So now Tony Pollard, I think, was is a free agent. Oh, they got coming. Fucking, go, <laughs> got to sign right. him. So, but he with his broken leg, I don't know. He, he's what do you call it? Um, he's valuing toward a three-year. His value is about a three-year, twenty-seven million dollar contract, according to their you know system. But that might go up or down based on health. Okay, right. And they think they might franchise tag him for a ten million dollar franchise tag. That's that's reasonable. They should do that. Oh, depends on who is there is um. Is it one of the offensive linemen on? Because that would be the other guy I would. Let's see. Uh, twenty twenty two first rounder Tyler Smith. He's the left tackle. Okay, so he's locked up. Um, Tyron Smith missed most of twenty two. Uh, so ask about Tyron Smith. All right, his. That vaunted, um, that vaunted offensive line is all—it's all but gone at this he point. He took over right uh, enters the contract season in twenty-three, set to earn a non-guaranteed. He earns thir- He's a non-guaranteed salary of thirteen and a half, with a seventeen and a half uh, cap hit. Um, they can free up nine and a half million dollars by uh, cutting him. 
which they might have to do out of necessity. Right, and Zach Martin. Might not have an, yeah, he might not have a choice. Him and Zach that, Martin, yeah. Uh, da, da, da. He has a non-guaranteed two-year deal left, 27 and a half, and a cap hit of 19.8, and they could open up almost $10 million by restructuring. And then they have uh, Connor McGovern's a free agent, and their 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 other set their other what uh center is in the final year of his rookie deal, so that's that. Yikes! Yikes! But you know what though? Sometimes it looks like it's it's like sometimes it looks like it's like deadly, and it turns out just fine. Like last year, the Saints were like seventy million dollars over the cap, and somehow they figured it out. Like. It's never as bad as it seems. You can always fuck I don't around know. with it. You can always mess with it. That, that's yeah, fair, you're but... just robbing Peter to pay Paul a lot of times, but like I think the Cowboys, it's all it is. Putting the money I to feel, stretch it out. I feel like we said this last week, though. Like it, you, you can always kick the can down the road a little bit and, and then figure it out. You know what I mean? But uh, right. No, I, it's I, ug- I it's ugly. No matter what they do, it's right. not. It's not ideal, but that's you know that's the, the that's what they've put themselves in. Unfortunately, somewhat out of necessity. I mean, listen, they got a vaunted defense. They were in the playoffs. They were double digit, double digit wins. They've they've remained competitive despite the situation that they've been in. You know, but it's is it you know all for naught at this point? I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, I, I don't know what the right answer there is. You know what I mean? Like right. You know, I'm so. trying to look. Yeah, there, there's nothing about the. Um, I'm trying to see. Like, there's nothing about the Giants yet. I, it was just. A, it was a good article I found. Um, about the Cowboys. I mean, they have the same thing for the Bills. I don't think you could really. I think you really give a shit about diving into the Bills right I now. I can't but imagine the Bills are in in cap hell yet. They're I don't going think to so. Soon though, next year, next off season, I think they're going to be screwed because that's I think when Josh Allen's going to want want his extension. Well, let's see. Um, yeah, that... let's see. So, contractually speaking, Josh Allen's deal contains early vesting guarantees through the twenty-five season, with ninety-seven and a half million dollars to be earned over the next three. Uh, Thirty-seven, thirty-nine point seven million dollar cap hit for twenty-three, and you could restructure. He could restructure that, or they can restructure that. Mm-hmm. Um, full base salary conversion can open up $20 million in cap space. Mm. So there you go. Okay. Devin Singletary is a free agent. I think they can let him go at this point. He has about a five and a half million dollar valuation. Um, there go. They could probably let him go at this point. Maybe. Yeah, uh, so you're replacing him with at this point. That's really what it is. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's they're they're a little tight, but not terrible. I mean, Stephon Diggs can have his contract negotiated down. Like not, you know, we're talking about they're not losing money. That's just signing bonus to it's base salary to signing bonus, basically. That's all it comes down to. All right. That's not bad. That's really all it comes down to. I'm not I'm not gonna get into, you know, tight ends and the middle the Dawson Knox. (laughs) <laughs> no, but like they're 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 linebackers, their offensive line, like whatever. They, you know, Von Miller comes back. 
he what do you call it? He I think he has a two year deal, three year deal with them, something like that. Two, I mean, I think it was only two. Yeah. Right. So they're not that bad. But moving on. Moving on. I mean, I mean that that listen. Every year we do this with the Cowboys. They're great, and then in the postseason they fall flat on their face at some point, and. Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Like it just doesn't make sense. Like, and we try and pick up the pieces. Like, I yeah. say that, to, and this is the only team I think that America really doesn't want to see win, aside from Cowboys fans. I I, I agree with that. I uh, when the when that. the Cowboys lose, America wins. Like uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's a there's a lot of that going around. Yeah, I, I and I get it. Listen, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't cry if the Eagles lost too, but like. You know, I think aside from Cowboys fans, like I think everyone unites around the fact that they don't want to see them win. Agreed. I I, I can agree with that. Like, because like I don't the memes know. were flying as soon as the as soon as the clock hit zero, the memes were just flying. Like they were preloaded. It was like, amazing. Right. Well, they were ready because you know they the Cowboys love to flop in the playoffs. So you know. Right, and also too that you know the game you know went the way it went, so you kind of saw it coming. <sighs> That's fair. He ain't the guy. Dak Dak just is he's not the guy. Yeah, but like you're you're not I know, but who are you replacing him with though, dude? Cooper, uh, Rush? Cooper, Rush? Cooper, Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean Cooper Rush, look, I mean, listen, Brock Purdy's a thing. Listen, this Brock Purdy experiment is gonna look not for a lot nothing. Of, a lot of fucking not, people. Yeah, not for nothing. Cooper Rush did have like three or four good games. Well, he did, but again, mm-hmm. but we talked about that. We talked about the Giants having playing a perfect game against Minnesota, and if they played that perfect game, would they have won against Philly? And no, I don't think Cooper Rush, even if he played a perfect mistake-free football, I still don't think they were winning that game. Oh no, no, granted, no, granted, granted no. Cooper Rush isn't winning you that game. That that's absolutely accurate. But like, that's my point. It's a. Fair, fair point. I agree with you, but like, even if you want to get rid of Zach, if he can miraculously get rid of it, like, like you said, who the hell else is there to, like, who's even available? Like, well, that's the thing. Your like, car, um, like, free agency. Let's see. Don't don't start talking about free agent quarterbacks because I'm going to get really upset real <laughs> fast right now. Well. I mean, let's. I mean, listen. I'll give you the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'll give you the top ten according to OverTheCap.com that are free agents: Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, Mason Rudolph, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, Geno Smith. I mean. Mason. Mason Rudolph is rated too high, but okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, Other you know than that, what? fine. I I bet you Jerry would have liked to have. Actually, a- no, this isn't a rating because Lamar Jackson to Taylor Heineke, Mike White. Yeah, don't forget listen, about don't forget about the immortal Mike White, please. Listen, uh, you uh, know what? Uh, you know what? This wasn't a ranking. This was just a list. All right, okay. that's dumb. Thank that's God. Dumb. <laughs> Because Mike White should be number one on that list, obviously. Oh, you know what it was? It was listed by salary. That's weird. Anyway, oh, wow. um, yeah, I don't know. What are you going to go out and sign someone? You going to go out and sign Lamar Jackson? You can't. 
You know, yeah. like I mean, you could, but why? Like Right. You know, like Geno Smith's a free agent with the Seahawks. Like, you don't think they're gonna try and retain him? They'll keep they have well, where are they drafting? Yeah, no, they're drifting too high. Yeah, no. They're after this year, like you you know. Yeah, if they were draft, but if they're gonna, do you draft a quarterback? They're drafting pretty high. You you, you know, save some money. No, exactly. No, it's, they're not getting they're not getting the top three quarterbacks in this draft. So no, they're not doing that. Right. So they're gonna probably give him, you know, a three year deal or something like that, and you know, they'll move on, or you know, do what they got to do. I want Jimmy Taylor Heineke. I mean. <laughs> It's not a he, bad I fucking mean, choice. That, you know? That's not a bad choice. Like considering it's not because all they all he did was like again not win most games, bed. right? And all they did was disrespect him when they were down. Like, <laughs> they benched know, right? his ass, right? Like, I, the fucking disrespect that that. Oh my god! They, they benched him for Carson Wentz when he came back, and just Wentz just threw up all over the field. Not for nothing, but had they stayed with Tyler Heineke. They might have beat out. You, they might have like, beat out the Giants. I don't know. Maybe that, that that that's what I was gonna say. Like you, you think that they beat out the Giants and get into the playoffs? I don't know. Maybe it's tough. It's tough to say. That's a very yeah. That's 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 a big if woulda coulda shoulda maybe. I mean, the Giants did end up winning that other game against Heineke. So that's fair. That's you fair. know, I don't know. Hey, hey guys, there's a a white Joe Burrow jersey. Oh boy! Fan on fanatics, authentic, autographed Nike White Vapor Limited jersey. It's probably like four hundred bucks. Five ninety nine ninety nine. There you go. But like, you don't wear that. No, you put that okay, on a I'm fucking gonna... display. <laughs> right. You I'm buy it now, that. and then it's worth a thousand after he fucking wins. Right. The Super I'm never gonna wear that. Like, th- there's no way in hell I would ever wear that. Right. I like... shadow box that thing and put it up on the wall. You know. Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, smoke a cigar. Exactly. Um, where right. are we going? No, where Let's, are we going with that? It's just we got to nut up. That well, nut up or shut up. That's that's the tentative title, but it, it could it could not be. It doesn't have to be. No, I'm keeping it. That's going. Okay. That's I'm already I already got the uh, the draft of the episode oh, eleven on the oh, website. All right, so, then, uh, so then, there you th- go. That shit's Perfect. cocked in the chamber. Let's go. <laughs> so then, so then you know what? Let's just get right. Let's just get right into it then. Champion yeah, sure. NFC Championship game. Championship weekend. Niners plus two and a half at the Eagles. Three p.m. Fox on television. Um, I this is going to be an excellent. This is going to be. Chef's kiss, an excellent game. This is going to probably yeah. be the better of the two games, only because of Mahomes' injury at this point. Um, otherwise, I would say this is going to be the best championship weekend we've seen in probably five years because these are both. I agree with that. These are four. These are the four best teams. Four of the five best teams, if you want to make an argument, um, in their in the in the NFL this year. Eagles were the best, and Chiefs. You know, you could argue Eagles, Chiefs. Niners, Bills, Bengals, and maybe you could argue, oh God, I don't even know who else oh at this point. No, but I'm just going to say four out of the five top five best teams, maybe top six, maybe if you want to make an argument. Um, and it's powerhouses like just it's going to be heavyweight matches on both sides. 
in in my opinion, I think I, Niners. I think you know we'll win this game because bang bang Niner game. We got to roll with it. I can't yeah, can't back can't down now. I can't back down now. However, yeah, I, if I last week was Eagles. if last week was any indication. The 49ers are not going to be able to play the same game plan that they played against the Cowboys and win this game. Because number one, 19 points ain't going to fucking do it. And number no, two, no, the Eagles defense is almost as good as it's, it's going to probably play almost the exact same game that the, the Cowboys defense played. I mean, they're not maybe they're not going to be quite as good, but it's still going to be a pretty damn good defense like. I don't know. This is going to Purdy's going to have to throw 300 and, and a couple of touchdown passes and the defense is going to have to play just as well as they played against the Cowboys in order for the well, Niners to win game. Can it happen? Like, sure, but it's funny. You almost it's almost like you read the first couple of sentences here. You managed <laughs> Honestly, to I didn't even read. I wasn't didn't even read it today. I read I read this like He know, didn't account for any touchdowns last week but managed to win the game. Manage the game right. flawlessly, and the defense did the rest. That's not going to be enough. Right. It, yeah, no, it's no. not. He's going to have to make plays. He's going to have to do – he's going to have to put there's on the no big boy pants. It. Yeah, there's I mean, no they, they're figured – I mean, I think – I guess the thing is is that the film has kind of figured out on him a little bit about his scrambling and his moving the whole thing like you want to move him to the left because he doesn't – he wasn't doing as well. Getting him to scramble and bootleg out to the right, he was, he was tossing a lot of touchdowns and – you know, moving him to the left wasn't as big of a, a, a success for him, according to the numbers. And Greg Olson, that was the one good thing he pointed out. And it was true because the Cowboys were doing that in the game against the Niners and it was working. He was not able to make the plays that he normally made other than the Kittle touchdown throw, which I think right. the throw to Kittle, which was, you know, huge. So he's going to have to have like four of those kinds of plays, not one. Right. I agree. So, that's he, he, he needs that. he needs a lot of, he needs he's gonna need some big plays. This is heavyweight versus heavyweight. I don't know. Like I, I the can the Niners play that game and beat the Eagles? Sure. Will they? I don't know. If Hurts plays that's a, that's a hard if, that's, that's a, a hard 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 ask, man. Like I don't know about that. Eagles if Eagles play up to their potential, they smoke them. I'm not they shouldn't say they smoke them, but they they run away with it in the fourth quarter. It's a great game for three quarters, three and a half quarters, and then they run away with it if the Eagles play their A game. The Niners play their A game and the Eagles play their B plus game, it's they could win. But the if the Eagles play their A game, they win. That's that's the the, the that's long fair. and short of it. That's I agree fair. with that. I agree with that. But it's gonna be so good. Should be. High, be, yeah. Probably not high scoring, but you know, I 35 35 in the fourth quarter, not likely, but um, more like 21 21. But you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. You yeah. just want to root for a good game, no matter what. Yeah, no, for sure. That's the I, bottom line. You want to root for a good game, no matter what, because I think that line, I think that line is right. I think it's correct. It's, you know, it's basically 50 50 money. I mean, it's uh, half a point to the Niners, you know, considering the Eagles are at home, but. That's that's a pick. That's Vegas is basically saying these are evenly matched games. Yeah, for yeah, the no, most like, part. I, I and I mean it is like no matter how you look at it, like top to bottom, like those teams are evenly matched. Like there's really no, like no. A quarterback is probably the only place where you can be like that. It's not even. You know what I mean? Like quarterbacks not even. Um, I would I, say tight ends are probably core. about even. 
Um, tight ends are tight ends are even. Receivers, D, like Debo, is equivalent to an AJ Brown, and Ayuk could be equivalent to a Devontae Smith. Like, I think Smith's a little bit better. Fair, but yeah, but like, like it's not a gate. It's not a big gap. Like there's like, there's yeah, the, the the gap is a lot smaller than people think. And like AJ Brown's are, a real number one, whereas. Sure. The 49ers don't have a true number one wide receiver. Ayuk is close, but he's not as good as AJ Brown. And I think that's the to me, that's the real comparison. It's not this they're not the same. Ayuk is a the best number two. You know, AJ Brown's just a real true number one. And that's right. But they're close. Offense I think the offensive lines are even. I think the defensive lines are pretty even. I think the secondary for the 49ers is probably a smidge better than the Eagles, but now you're splitting hairs at this point. Like defenses are going to be pretty good. No, I and I think um special teams. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not even it's not even that. Just like I I think like you said, what it's going to come down to, I think it's going to come down to quarterback play and can he handle it? I mean, this is the biggest game that Jalen Hurts has played since he was in Alabama. So, um, yeah. yeah, he's, he's, you know, that's the one thing that we don't know is this is the first real pressure cooker game he's been in in his NFL career. So how does he handle that? That's the only unknown on, on his side of 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 the equation, but other so far this year he's been lighting it up. So, you know, it's you know I I, I I'm hoping for 49ers a win, but I would not be shocked whatsoever if they got spanked by the Eagles in this game, or even just you know they lost a close one. I'd be I'd be surprised if it was more than a ten point. Anything bigger than ten points, I think, would be surprising. You know. Yeah, I agree. With, I I could agree I with could that. See that. Yeah, like I could definitely see that. Uh, that makes sense. Who do you agree. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, my brain says Eagles, but my heart says Forty Nine ers I I think that's... we're all on the same page with that. Yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, like that. Like as much as I. But it's close. I mean, it's a coin flip for sure. I mean, it's like. 49ers could be equally spanking the Eagles. Like, I know nothing, nothing would shock me in this game. No, no result would be super shocking because they're both capable of doing, you know, having an excellent game and, and destroying an opponent. So, right. It's, uh, like, like yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, as bang, much bang. as I want to, as much as I want <laughs> to, as much as I want to go ahead and root for. Uh, the 49ers and hope that they get there. Uh, I, and I don't, it, I don't think hard. this would be different with, with Jimmy Garoppolo, a quarterback. I, I don't, I honestly don't think that the, my analysis would be any different, honestly, like a healthy, like humming Jimmy Garoppolo, not fucking different analysis. I think this, it, I think Jalen hurts is the better quarterback regardless by far. And I think, they are uh, Eagles showed you like, oh, shit, they they put the Giants down quickly like they're back they're They're humming again. And that's the scare. That's the scariest thing to have a number one seed uh, firing on all cylinders. Right. Right. I, I agree with that. Like it's. There's, <sighs> so there's legitimately Eagles. no reason. There's legitimately no reason for why 
they would should lose that game. Like uh, it's what you want. You no. want the one versus the two, and this is what you're getting in the NFC. So yeah, all right. Eagles. All right. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. God damn it. God um, damn. On to the AFC. That that's the fun one. Uh yeah. Uh Bengals plus one. It's a pick 'em. Plus one. Is that correct? That line? That is correct. Plus one. Oh, so they're almost shit. favoring the Bengals in this game. Like they're 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 saying they're almost favoring them. By that injury points. is going to loom large in Mahomes from Mahomes. Yeah, it is. It'll, yes, it is. So now it's up. So now it's up to one and a half. So some money must have come in. He had a good day at practice. People were people felt less crappy about Mahomes. Right, but it's it's about as close as it can get as far as a money line bet. Because as of as of this second, the bang, the Bengals are plus one hundred six on the money line, and the Chiefs oh are minus one twenty four. Oh my so it's, god, it's pretty close. That's no, that's tight. It's pretty close, actually. Uh, it and honestly, the line it's moving. Like right now, the Chiefs, the, the Bengals just went to plus one hundred. So like, it's getting there. Like it's 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 getting close. Jesus. Like so, it's it's moving. Um, I don't yeah. know how I feel. I have no I idea how, how I feel about yeah, this game. I don't know how I would want to. This is going to come down to I. Well, we talked about quarterback play. This is going to come down to how hurt is Mahomes, and can the Bengals' offensive line be healthy enough to withstand, um, the the Chiefs like Mister Jones and company. As I like, yeah, to say. pretty much. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, it's it's. Line. They're pretty good. Was it Chris Jones? You know, he's pretty nasty. So you're going to have to account for him. And you're going to have to let the skill position players do their thing. You know, look for Travis Kelsey to probably have a big game. Um, See, as much as I want to root for the Bengals here, it means I have to root for Eli Apple. And that is (laughs) hurts 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 his soul, people. It it really does, because like there's not a bigger shit talker in the NFL that can't back it up more than him. Like, you know, he talks a lot of smack and then he gets toasted. So, (laughs) you know, I I would not. And like consistently, too. Like, that's the problem. Like, like it's funny as it like someone posted like as a giant fan, who are you rooting for, Kadarius Tony or Eli, Eli Apple, Apple, and and why is it Kadarius Tony? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I would love nothing more than to just see him get absolutely smoked. But then, like, why, you know, why isn't it at Eli Apple? <laughs> right, like, and yeah, just like I'd love to see him get like torched, and then like Joe Burrow muster up a game-winning drive, and it's like, yeah, we almost lost because of you, like. You know the thing about that too is it's funny. Like six, like three months ago, people were like, "Fuck Kadarius Tony, and he's an asshole." But like Eli yeah, Apple, like, but Eli Apple, you have history with him. You have this burn that has been there for years with Eli oh, Apple. Kadarius oh Tony God. was like, he was, he was yeah, here he, gone. You know? He like, was here for a, he was here for one and a half years with the Giants, and it was like you weren't yeah. even here. Accurate. Yeah. Go ahead, the horrible Kev. thing about Eli Apple is like he was supposed to be a really good corner. Like, yeah, he was. He yes, was yes. Supposed, he was supposed to be he like was a top twenty out pick coming out. Yeah, coming out of Ohio State. 
So what the fuck happened, man? Like he wasn't no, he was no shutdown corner. That's why. I mean, he he he's made. Listen, he's still playing in the NFL. He's playing for the for the the Cincinnati Bengals. He's he's made a career for himself. But he's like he's a number. He's a nickel corner at this point. Like that's it. He's like that's all he's got going for him. And like that's it. It's not. Listen, not a bad gig. But like he's not what he talks a oh, lot of shit for a guy that's like a nickel corner. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. He talks a lot of shit. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this game. I don't know where my 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 head tells me that the Chiefs are due to beat the Bengals and the Chiefs are at home. You know, they have the advantage. And But I've seen this script before and I've seen Joe Burrow. You know, it's, it's Burrowhead Stadium kind of thing. Like, he's well, not afraid. It's funny you say that. They have history, and the, Joe Burrow's undefeated against him, and they've won, I think, three straight games. Was it 27-20 or something like that? Okay. There's a score that's been this, that's been the same. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, it's going to be a good one. It should be a good one. I, what do you call it? I, I'm looking forward to this game probably more than the NFC Championship game, even though the other one might be the better game. So the the only question is is that are you going to mute the TV while you're watching this? No, I yeah. never do. I never do. I don't, I don't really care. You don't, don't want to. You don't mind listening to Nance Romo on this call? Like I honestly don't care. I, I really don't. I honestly don't like. So Romo got fucking shellacked this week for his yeah, calls in Bills game. Yeah. Holy God, people people were hating on him. No, t- the, the, the Tony Romo experiment is over, by the way. That that ship has sailed. People are done with him now. Well, I, I, again, I don't watch the game for the announcers. You, I've made that abund- abundantly clear. <laughs> but I the do, pregame shows, no, I know. I do. I do. I can't appreciate. See, the problem is in the in the very beginning when Romo came on the air, he was informative because you looked at, I mean, Troy Aikman's been around forever. But, like, Romo brought it into, like, where, well, he's looking at this through a quarterback's eyes, and he could read the defense that's out there and go, well, they're in this personnel and this, that, and the other thing. In a way, he was doing things that I wish the Manning cast would actually do and be like, oh, well, they're in, you know, whatever coverage. Okay. And that means we're in this personnel and we do that. Now it's just about, like, just overinflating, like, reactions and... Yes, I wish you know, he would stuff still like do that. that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they I don't know why they told him to stop doing that. The part of the reason is probably that he doesn't study the game the way he did as a quarterback, so it's not it's not there anymore. He's not watching film the way he was when he was playing. So he probably just doesn't know it the way he did. Like, he was calling, he was predicting plays because he was watching film the year prior and, like, but it's now it's evolved and and coordinators have moved and players have cho- changed and personnel has changed so fundamentally that that half the league is so different now he can't recognize it he doesn't know what's happening now it's not the same league anymore the the the, the plays are different so i think that's part of the I, he doesn't I, do. I agree i think certain things never change like personnel packages sure those like, things never change, you know, 11 personnel, one tight end, right. one running back, 12 right. personnel, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I think you're where he falls behind is 
like you said, maybe how offenses are played, how games are played. Like you never like if this is within the last three or four years, you never saw teams going for it on fourth down. Now it's more than ever. Right. It's like when you were on when you were when you were on, you know, when you just cross midfield and you're at like the forty five, they would punt the ball. They wouldn't go for it. You know, now that's different. Now a lot more two point conversions happen. Um yeah, it's a different league. It's, the RPOs, it's, it's, the yeah, the, the RPO the style is the, whole, of play. Is the biggest thing that is he's he's that's not his thing, and he just doesn't get it to the to the level that these these coordinators are calling these plays and calling these and designing these offenses. It's not it's not his skill set, and that's I think it's it's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with it. It's just he doesn't. He's a dinosaur in that in that space now, and that's you know part of the problem. He is. It's, it's just funny to hear. Like it's it's just funny to hear. It's to, I know it's Tony Romo, but he's a dinosaur. No, I get it. It's just, <laughs> it's just funny to hear. Like he's a he's a velociraptor. Jim, he's a velociraptor. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like yeah, yeah like it's it's the hyperbole. Know, <laughs> yeah, the hyperbole and all that stuff. It's like it's it's a little excessive, but like. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm I'm a seventy year old man at heart, where I'm just like I watch the games and I I'm just a, I formulate my own opinions. No, seriously, I, I I I hate to say it, but like my dad instilled that in me. He's like, it doesn't matter who's why. Like, watch the game, learn something from the game. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about sure. what they're saying because half no, the time my dad's it's like bullshit. Half the time yeah, it's bullshit. It's because it's true. Like sometimes they just they have to fill the dead air and they don't let anything yeah. breathe. They don't let it breathe. They don't. You're right. That that's my and I know this sounds dumb, but that's my biggest gripe when it comes to like if you watch like boxing or if you watch like MMA or anything like that, like that's one of my biggest gripes with that. Like you you can't you you're talking over the action. Like just just let it happen. Like right, just let, let it me breathe. breathe. Let it breathe. Let me watch two dudes beat the shit out of each other. And like Masters weekend, like shut the fuck up. Like, I just want to watch him hit the damn ball. Like, I just want to see him yeah. make the putt, like, shut up and just let it happen. Like, I don't need you walk, waxing poetic about fucking Bubba Watson as he's, like, trying to hit it out of damn woods. You know what I mean? Like, I, right, I don't You don't need that. to set the scene for me until I need the scene set for me. Like... Right. Yes. Right. Especially, you know, first you're, you're day, a, they, day. They, it's They should be more passengers than they are drivers. And I think that's a very, that's hard. I mean, egos and all that shit get in the way, but yeah, no, it's, that's, that's a full, good philosophy. It is. A lot I, don't of guys watch, don't. I don't watch the game for Tony Romo. I don't, I just, I don't know if I want to hear it. Listen, I don't want to hear that while I'm trying to enjoy the, the majesty of an NFL AFC champion. That's what, that's why when they talk about how Tom Brady has a $300 million contract waiting for him, it's like, my, why? my question is why I'm not tuning in to watch Tom Brady. I couldn't give a fuck who was doing the pre and post game or even the color announcing. I couldn't care. Yeah, I don't care. I don't either. Save your money. Like, Get some it's kid more like, oh, that's nice. Get some intern. It's... Get some intern to do it. It'll probably be okay. Like, <laughs> true. Yeah, it's. I mean, bad. Bad announcing is bad, and is noticeable. Yes, good in, but good announcing, it's like refereeing. When the refereeing is good, you don't notice it. You don't notice shit. You don't notice it. But that's like, the way it I, should be. I I feel like bad and like 
at, at this point, like we've gotten to the point where like there's really not bad announcing at this point. You know what I mean? Like, no. Yes. Like, like, yes, some people are worse than others, but like, it's noticeable if only because the level of talent has gotten exponentially better. Like we're not listening to like drunk Pat Summerall saying at the 20, at the 30. Right. It's no, no, it's, it's, yeah, no, I get it. Like, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's that's like totally we, fair. It, it's it's gotten to a point where like, okay, like you're actually providing me with like insight and like being informative nowadays. Like, yes, yeah, some are some are worse than others, but like, I can stand to listen to a Gus Johnson and Gus Johnson's pretty much the drizzling shits. Like comparatively, like we think he's a drizzling shits nowadays, but like, dude's fun at least you know what i mean like dude's fun on like the right he gets excited guard. you know see okay so i love I, Gus johnson i, think I lied great. i lied to all of you i do tune into one thing for the announcer and that is when gus johnson did the ncaa tournament absolutely thank Fair. you thousand percent. so so so, so that is the correct answer <laughs> i'm never saying never but that is the one time where the announcer to me mattered because it could be you know, whatever, whatever Fucking shithead universe, ex- right, exactly. Yeah. Whatever shithead university versus whatever shithead university. And he'd make it like it was Duke, North Carolina, North Carolina every time, you know, in, in Cameron indoor, like it yeah. was, it was something, it was always exciting. If the game was, of course, if the game was close, but like, you know, a big walk off three, a, a big, a big play. And he'd go absolutely nuts. And, that is what I would. That's what I miss from the tournament. Now that they're on, you know, every other channel, but you know, that's cable. Fair. But um, that's the one time I I tune in for the announcer. That is it. I couldn't care less who. Like, who has the Super Bowl this year? Fox. I don't even. Know. Uh, yeah, and our, so that our means boy, Kevin Bur- It's Kevin Burkhardt, yeah, our, and who- our boy is doing the. Uh, he's doing it. But yeah. I, I I don't care. Like whatever. That's, that's you, nice. You know, I like Kevin Burkhart. He's that's great. SNY, good for him, man. Like, but you know, all right, sweet. Like, like because, but like, I guess it's better than when people were complaining about Joe Buck. Like, you know, all right, yeah, Joe Buck's not doing yeah, it. Fair. Okay, everybody, relax. Joe Buck's taking a vacation from the playoffs for once. You know, like he called a wild card game and that was it. Like, went home. That's okay too. Right, absolutely. You know, like that's okay too. Like you know, fresh blood is like eventually these these old guys are going to move on, as they should. I mean, I think Burkhart's going to be good. You know, Burkhart's going to be very good. He's he's good. He's he's real solid. Yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, listen, everyone's always going to complain about something, so you know, you never complain everybody. Right, there'll there'll be a problem. There'll be always there's always an issue, but whatever we. We move the games get played no matter what, no matter who's announcing. It is what it is. You don't like it, mute the TV and put on music. I, I you know, I, at this point, you you have your escapes. You know, true. I just, again, I know I sound like grumpy, get off my lawn guy, but it's just, get off my. Lawn. I I don't care about the announcers. I really don't. I, I it's no, and you know, like, ult- it's not going to matter. Com- like ultimately, like 
the game itself doesn't matter who is announcing it. It's still going to be good. Like it's still Burrow against Mahomes. You know what? Like, you know what? Too. I one time during the World Cup this year, I went. Where the fuck is Ian Dark? Like where the fuck is that? That's guy? fair. That's that's fair. Like like I said, I was like, how do they not have like how did how did Fox not pay this guy? I think he did announcing, but like how is this guy not doing the the championship game or the, the you know the the final? Like he should have. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's okay. So that's the correct question. But like that, that is absolutely the correct question. Ian Dark should have been doing it. And if yeah. not Ian Dark, then it should have been Kent. Oh, I mean, Kentor did it for fucking Telemundo on the Spanish channel. I was going like, to say, yeah, it was on Telemundo. Yeah. Yeah. But like the, there are certain people that you want calling that game. And this just, there's a, the, right. Like that's the thing about, that's the one thing I'll say about soccer is that soccer is a sport that there is a need for someone to fill dead air because it is yeah, constantly the ball back and forth, you know, right. You need, that's no the action. ones that's a sport where that's needed. Whereas in other sports like football, there's, I don't fucking need the constant like reassurance of how this shit goes. Like, and what, how the game works and, you know, some random factoid about some random fucking player who's a third string corner. Like, I don't need that shit. Relax. Just tell me what's going Like, just describe to me what's going on. I agree. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. Th- I'm sorry. There's, but like, I feel like there's no good, like, football has probably the best announcers out there, but like, NBA announcers, by and large, pretty bad. Like, baseball announcers, by and large, pretty fucking bad. Like, soccer, by and large, uh, like, what do you okay. mean? You don't like John Sterling and Susan Waldman on the Yankees radio? What's the oh matter with you? God, that's a sarcasm for those out there who can't. No, I, I, I rather stab myself in the neck with the, the, the medium point pen that you showed me in the fucking group chat. <laughs> you're all, by the way, you're all, you're all serial killers for not choosing number seven. No. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, joke. like. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's certain guys that I like. Like going back to MMA, like I want to see Rogan doing the fight. I don't want to have John Anik yeah. or whatever the fuck doing it. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain dudes who, who works. Like, and we've gone on a tangent about the broadcasting now at this point. But like, mm-hmm. so like, yeah. Granted, like, fine. You're welcome. Um, it's You're welcome, two guys and Belgium. Two guys who worked in the fucking industry and one guy who appreciates the industry. So it was going to happen anyway. Um. But um, regardless of that, like, it's still Burrow and Mahomes, man. Like, it's still going to be fun. Like, I'm still expecting this to be – I don't know if it's going to be a shootout per se, but I think it's just – it's still going to be a good game ultimately. Well, like, the total is set at 48 right now. 48. That's perfect. I think that's correct. I think this will be a 27-24 type of game, 31-28. I, I, so I, I would I would hit the over on this, but like, yeah, I think I'd hit the over on this. But, you know, I could see a 27-20 um, but, again. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it seems to be the number that they love to hit. You know what I mean? Like, it seems to be like that sweet spot. And I don't know, man. Like, I... I think the Bengals take it. I think we're going to get a a Bengals Eagles Super Bowl. Honestly, it's, it seems to be looking that way. 
So yeah, it, it seems to be, seems trending, to be trending, that, trending in that. Yeah, it seems to be trending in that direction. I'm okay with that. I I listen any combination of the four. I I'm a little bit tired of the Chiefs, I guess. So I guess I would I would prefer to see the the Bengals over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. But I think any of the combination of the four matchups is going to be a very excellent Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, right. like uh, I I think ultimately like we can't complain about the Super Bowl we're going to get this year. I think ultimately that that Super Bowl is going to be a fun Super Bowl no matter who plays in it. But I just hope it's not the fucking Eagles. Like. The, Same, but I prefer not to, to be, but you know, yeah, what are we gonna do? Can't have everything in life, no, you can't. Um, but yeah, I mean, so ultimately, uh, we had pretty much by and large unanimous consensus, although we don't want it to be like unanimous consensus. And are we going unanimous consensus with the Bengals still? Uh, I honestly, I think the Bengals will probably. I think, I think the Bengals probably win this game, and I think it's yeah. If no, Mahomes, I'm, I'm. If, if Mahomes' ankle was a hundred percent, I would give more of a fifty-fifty shot to the Chiefs, but I think that's going to be more of a factor than we. I think they're they're playing it down, and it's it's bullshit. And I think Mahomes is not going to be himself. And I think if Mahomes isn't making Mahomes magic, they're their offense is or, not ordinary, but it's it's an ordinary good offense, not an extraordinary good offense, and right. that's the difference in this game. And I think Burrow could light it up. And that defense, the Chiefs' defense, is just not that good. Like it's no, good, it's but it's not good. It's not great. And you know they don't. It's it's aging at this point. And I think like next year, I think the window, if they don't retool the defense this off season, the window's closing. The window's slamming shut. Yeah, like I agree with that. Like. But I can't believe I'm saying this, but I feel bad for Andy Reid at this point because, like, how many times are you going to go to a championship game? Like, I know. Be it, be it the Eagles or be it the Chiefs, how many times are you going to go to a championship game and just fucking bite it? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. no, I agree. He deserves better. He's always, he's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Not never. He's won a Super Bowl, so you you know he's got a Super Bowl. He's gonna walk he's, into the Hall of Fame. Ring. Yeah, like he's, he's but he should like, have three. Like he should have one with the Eagles and two with the Chiefs at this point. Like I the, you, he should have like two or three with the damn Eagles. If you really think, I would about t- it. I, like, listen. I agreed, but like he definitely there was the the t- the to year. Like, are you fucking kidding me? How did they not win that year? Like, there's at least one. I I can't remember which year it was. But it was like, all right, no, there's like, how do they lose? Is that the year they lost to the Panthers? Uh, no, the yes, Panthers. That, uh, was that the Jake DeLome year? Eagles. Maybe. I don't know. Appearances. Hold on. How many times have been? No, they lost to the Pats. That's right. They lost to the Pats in the 04. That was the T.O. year where T.O.'s like, like he broke his leg and he just came back, I think, for the Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 He missed the whole playoffs or whatever. Douche. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Which which begs the question what a healthy T.O. would have given you, but whatever. Yeah. I can't go down that road. Yeah, I, I refuse to go. I down refuse that road. to go down that turnpike. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I right. think uh, Bengals. I think we're gonna all. I think I'm hammering the Bengals in this. I hammer that over, ladies and gents. Hammer that over. 
then all right so we'll move on <laughs> oh wow we'll talk about okay. the super bowl when the super bowl comes yes yeah, so uh we'll move on to nfl coaching and gm news um yeah so we have bill o'brien has left alabama and is back as the patriots offensive coordinator which is dumb, dumb. i mean stupid I think it's dumb. I think it's dumb. I think Bill O'Brien's an idiot. I think he had a fucking he had a he had a he was the prince and the heir apparent when Saban retired. If he stayed there, he would have to sit. The, I Saban's retiring in five years. Like Saban's not going to coach at seventy-seven years old. It's not happening. So like he's an idiot. I think he would if he stayed there, he would have inherited that that job and could have written his ticket for twenty years. But okay. Um, Go back to Bill Belichick. Go back to Daddy. Go back to Daddy Belichick. Never gonna appreciate they all, you. They, they all, all fucking go back. Matt Patricia. You know they all fucking like Joe Joe Judge. They all go back to Daddy Daddy Belichick. Holy yeah. God! It's like it's it's like it's uh, you, I could you could predict it. Like up oh, Bill, Bill's gonna call one of his guys. Yeah, back. it's 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 fucking Stockholm syndrome, dude. That's a, that's exactly what it is. Like they're. They want they well they want they tasted they tasted the gold and they want it back you know kind of thing and I get it but they say you fall in love with your captors right oh <laughs> uh, well, I guess so but I mean I ugh I boy whatever uh, they, I mean, they, yeah, gonna, they're gonna need a lot more than Bill O'Brien to uh, save save fucking uh, Jones. Jones yeah and Billy's it, it, Billy Zappy. It, it, yeah, yeah that, that's what exactly. I was gonna say. Is it, is it even fucking Mac Jones or is it fucking Zappy that that were who who are we? Who no, are it's we Mac Jones because he point? worked with he worked with Mac Jones I think for a short period of time. That's and I, he was okay. there at Alabama, so I, I think that's what that would. I think that's what that, why that was done more than anything. If we're being serious, um, I just I don't know, man. The Alabama New England Patriot connection just it blows my mind every time it happens. But that's the Saban Belichick connection. It is what it's, it's gross. right. That's the that's the it's, whole thing. It's incestual, is what it is. Incestual. What a word. That is that's a five dollar word right there. That's an SAT word and yeah, five dollar yeah, word. A, I'm that, full of that's them. That's a that's a hot take right there. Incestual. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's uh, that's a five dollar well, word right I there. I mean, who's I mean, come on! It is Robert Kraft and his, you know. Oh love- God, God, God! Fucking <laughs> stay away from that. Nailed uh, it. Yeah. Anyway, Mon- let's talk about Monty like, Austin like, for it, right? Yeah, like, na- nailed it. Like the massage therapist. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Fucking yes. Monty. Monty Kevin Austin with the hammer. Ford. I love it. Yeah. Monty, Monty Austin for Titans director of player personnel goes to Arizona. Do we think that's going to fix the Cardinals' problems? Who knows? Well, well, they need a coach too. So is they, Kyler Murray they, still a fucking problem? Well, like, yes, yes. Well, put it to you this Hammer way: the over. They, they needed to. They needed a GM. They did. They got the GM. So now you need a coach. So now he'll go out and find a coach. And no, this and, is this is the proper way to run an organization. I I granted. I wish the Jets would take a page out of the. Let the GM hire the coach and stop fucking hamstringing them, and hire the GM at the right time, and let them do a draft. I mean, like, I God, God forbid. But anyway, I'm like, I gotta stop making things God about the Jets. Forbid. No, but it's true though. Like, like it took it took the Giants to go through their third two year head coach before they even had to look in the mirror and go, "What we're doing isn't working. We have to hire a guy and just let him do his thing." All right. 
let him bring whoever he wants in and shut up and let him do it. Yeah, I mean, at least the Giants ownership group, the Maras and whatnot, and the Tishes have the the wherewithal to say, we're stupid. We can't do this anymore. And like, right. get out right. of there, you know, because the Jerry Reese, Jerry Reese is a long time ago. We got to stop blame, blaming Jerry Reese. Like, you know, oh, that ship has sailed. Right. But they, yeah. I'm sure that's what they were doing. You know, they were like, you know, we're smart. We could do this. Yeah, no, that that ship has sailed. That's over. So, so Jim Schwartz was hired as the Browns' defensive coordinator. Interesting. Okay. Uh, cool. Like, yeah. Browns I making mean, moves. Listen, that's some a, guys are just better. Some guys are better off as coordinators. He's and yeah, he's probably one of them. I'm sure he'll be fine. You know, I don't know the Browns roster inside and out to say like, oh, they have a good defense. They just need the right coach. Like, I I don't know, but I I bet you they'll they'll be fine. You know, they'll they'll figure it out. The the next name on this list is interesting to me because this speaks volumes of the 49ers front office. But Rand Rand Carthen, I I saw this story today too. 49ers director of player personnel hired as the Titans general manager. So the so the Titans. They give it and then they they take if I guess if you want to say, um, I think it's but, a great hire honestly. No, it is because and it, and it shows you the fact that like John, what John Lynch has done in San Francisco is actually amazing. Um, granted, he hired Kyle Shanahan and he did the right thing, and sure. and has a great coach and has kind of said I'm going to set it and forget it and let the guy do his thing. And and run run a tight ship the way it's supposed to be run, and it's amazing. Like it's and he's he's literally now grooming other people in the front office to go and take GM jobs around the league. I, I would not have called that, so I, I think this is really impressive. Like I really, I never do. would have called it being fucking John Lynch the guy who's going to end up doing that. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's what I mean. Fucking... Like you thought? Uh, did we think John Lynch would be successful? No, nah, probably not. And the fact that he's successful, he's in an, another NFC Championship game, and you know he's 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 getting his his underlings hired as GM around a GM now in in another team in the league. Like shit, that's pretty good. Right. Like, I would argue. I would argue. Not only is he successful, he's probably the best one to do it right now. He's probably the best one at the job. Like. He's one of the top executives in the league because he's built a consistent over the last, I want to say three or four years, they've been pretty consistent being at least in the playoffs competitive. Right. So, and then when that usually happens, you start to cultivate, you know, a talent tree culture, right? Well, you also, you start to cultivate, you know, your front office that, you know, obviously you're doing something right because it's not just John Lynch. It's other people in there too. So it's the same thing when it comes down to coaching the coaching trees too. When your team's successful, they start to get poached because, well, what are they doing? You know, like, you know, maybe, maybe they know something, right? Which is why I don't know why (laughs) the next one on our list was out of a job for what? Three months? Not even. Not even, man. Okay. So like, gonna, ladies ladies and gents, uh, once again, I have to give good news before bad news. So I'm going to make everybody laugh before I make myself cry. Um, so, John, <laughs> so New York Jets player, John Franklin Myers, excellent defensive player, defensive lineman. John Franklin Myers just tweeted this out three hours ago. Uh-oh. Anyone know a good massage therapist in Houston? Oh, Ooh. Jesus. 
chef's kiss. This man, this man just just shot up the respect level. Very, very uh, this man. Uh, so I mean, he can call Deshaun. <laughs> Does he know Deshaun? So I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's going to find out. He's he about to find out. Um. So there's that. Um. Well, but what I don't think talk, this is what, bad. What, I don't think this is as bad as you think, Arthur. So, so um, Nathaniel Hackett hired as Jets offensive coordinator. That broke this morning. Um, On the heels of the news that Woody Johnson would give up two first round picks, for, or was it two first rounders? It sure was. Um, it that's was what people are predicting. Yeah. That's what Schefter, I think, said that the the Packers would ask for for Rodgers. Um, right. I, I I'm just going to preface this with saying I don't want Rodgers. Um, I know he's he's going to be forty. He is forty. He's about to be forty. Um, and you just hired not the fucking tr- offensive coordinator. Okay, that did the, the Broncos fucking did that and it didn't work. So that's number one. But like, yes, obviously they're ga- they're gunning for it. I know what that means. I know they're trying to gun for him. I get it. I understand. And but this just happened and it didn't work. So like. Cool your jets, everybody. <laughs> no pun intended. Cool your jets. Um, uh, cute. Ah, uh, that was stupid. And, but honestly, like the question becomes, like you know, who wants Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Derek Carr, the sweepstakes? And like, I, I, I don't know. I'm in the vast minority, but I don't want Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. And it's not because I don't think he could win. It's not because I don't think he could probably win 12 games here this year and actually go to the playoffs and maybe even go on a run. It's number one. I I am that we did this with the Favre experiment, and I know Favre got hurt and he you know tore his rotator cuff or whatever the frig he did to his shoulder, and they were eight and three that year, and they probably were they were a playoff team and probably going to be in the AFC Championship game if he had stayed healthy. Um, sure, why not? Okay, cool, that's great. I know that this would be a two or three year deal with, with Rogers and it wouldn't be a one year thing. And that's, that's wonderful, but I don't want this aging quarterback bullshit. Like I don't, that's I don't also assuming to... he wants to play that long and right. right. But he's a different cat. He's another one. He's a different cat and he's a whacked cat. If you ask me a little bit, he's and, I don't care about the media drama and the stupid shit that he says. And listen, I don't like the fact that he, you know, played the the linguistic bullshit game of did I get vaccinated? I'm inoculated. Fuck you. You lied and misled everybody and you're a piece of shit human being for doing that. End of story. Full stop. If you disagree with me, I don't give a shit. He lied. He he misled people. I don't care what people's stance on the vaccine was. He purposefully misled everybody about that and thought he was being cute and funny and, and, and intriguing and clever. And he wasn't. So He's a piece of crap human being at this point for me. And I, I'm, yeah, he's an excellent, great Hall of Famer quarterback, but I, I don't need, I don't need this kind of personality in my, in my team's locker room just to be like the landing spot for, I don't want to be on the Packers anymore because it's not the perfect situation. Like, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't think it's, I don't think it would be a good fit. And I don't think the Jets are quite ready for that. I need a, I'm a quarterback away because the Jets are a little bit more than just a quarterback away from from being a Super Bowl contender. And God forbid, like we fucking, you know, at least sign a relatively 30 something year old free agent quarterback as a free agent or God forbid we drafted one. You know, that can't ask that because that's failed five times in a row. A la, you know, Mark Sanchez and, and, and since, you know, 
you know, come on, Gino, Gino Smith. Gino, yep. Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson, just to name a few. I mean, like, how many times are we going to do that, Dan? So, okay, so we can't draft a quarterback and develop one. So let's sign, let, let's trade for, not sign a free agent, let's trade for a guy who's turning 40 and might retire at any time and is, is, and is might be on the, the, the list, you know, vestiges of his career. Instead of signing, you know, a, an inferior talent in Derek Carr, I get it and understand Derek Carr is not as good as Aaron Rodgers and never was and never and probably never will be. But I, I'd rather be like, we can have a four year, five year relationship with this guy and he's not going to fall apart at the seams because he's in his 40s right. for the entire time of his contract. God forbid. So that's all I'm saying. That's all I want is something a little bit longer term. I know windows in the NFL are not five years. I know it's not like baseball where, you know, Aaron judge, you have Aaron judge on your team and you could have him for a decade and you could be competitive. Like I know it's not that I get it. This window with the jets is, you know, you got to strike while the iron's hot, but that's to me, that's not the answer. It's, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't fucking want them. And this move screams of desperate desperation of we're going to try something that has already failed once in hiring Hackett, you know, again, Hackett's a good offensive coordinator not a good head coach. He's in the he's re, he's going to be rehabilitating his career. This is a good hire, but not because of the reasons that the Jets did it. And I know why they did it. They didn't do it because he's good good acumen in football. No, they did it because <laughs> they want Aaron Rodgers. And they think that this is going to help them lure Aaron Rodgers and convince the Packers to trade him away. And you know, that's the really wrong funny. reasons to do it. You know it'd be really, really funny if they fucking hired this dude. And they're like, oh, this is going to help us get Aaron Rodgers. And then Aaron Rodgers says, fuck it, I don't even like him. And doesn't even end up being on the Jets. And it was I, all for fucking not. If Aaron Rodgers goes, I hope Aaron Rodgers goes to Tennessee. And then you're, and then you're stuck Tennessee. with fucking Nathaniel. Then you're stuck with fucking Nathaniel Hackett. I, that's okay. Like, he's not a bad offensive coordinator. Like, he's good. It's not, like, great, but he's good to very good. Like, I'm okay with that. He's probably the equivalent of... Michael LaFleur, like, if not, he might even be an upgrade at this point. I don't really know. I I can't say definitive, like, you know, he was coached with Aaron Rodgers a couple of years ago. So, like, you know what? He was in the LaFleur. This is, he was in the, uh, he was, uh, wasn't he working under Matt LaFleur when he was coaching the Packers? Like, it's not like going to be a fundamental huge shift in, in f- offense philosophy anyway. So, it's a wash to me at that point. Like, whatever. Well, I'll put it to you this way. If you do trade for him. I hate trading first round picks like that. And and, well, forget that because that's not even, that's a non-starter. If you're not including two first rounders, we're not even getting off the ground. But you, if you trade for him, his whole salary is guaranteed. It's 59 and basically 59 and a half million dollars. That's the other thing. I how you know, it's how a lot do you of money. Build a team around that, like you don't. Now you can now hold on here. Um, this the the deals com- his his deals complex because it sounds like a lot of money, but they have to uh, restrict. They would so have to team, extend you know, him. A team that acquires Rogers, or if the Packers keep them, keep him, has the option to pay Rogers. A salary, so it's a salary of one point one million and a bonus of fifty eight point three. 
For salary cap purposes, that option bonus is prorated across four years at $14 million, $14.5 million a year. So it's one of those things where it is, it's, it's basically self-restructured, where it's a big bonus up front, but we spread it out over four years. But the problem all is, there's no guaranteed money. It's it's after it's paid, that, right? It's paid this year, and then if he retires or he gets cut, it doesn't matter. There, there's no, there's but well, there is some boat. I mean, it's prorated bonus, is what you're saying, right? So you're losing his base salary is is what is the dead right. money, which is you know, so, which is not nothing in twenty four, twenty five, and twenty six, but it's not thirty million. But the problem is the last two years of the deal are essentially void years, but they're there in case he retires. It's um, it's work out or it's working out. It's it's there to make it easier to work out a retirement on the cap. Like the money just doesn't go away. Like you still have to pay. Like there's still debt. Those years is fifty nine and fifty three million dollars. Yeah, it's still a lot. It's it's. Yeah, his cap number next year is thirty-one million dollars. So it's not Correct. it's not huge, but like he's getting paid sixty. Like physically is is receiving mm-hmm. sixty million dollars, but his cap number is only thirty, but that's because it goes up to forty, fifty-nine, and fifty-three and twenty-four, twenty-five, and twenty-six. So and you're not like you're not extending him beyond there. He's not signing another deal at this point. He's done. No, it, no. that's the last no, this one. Is yeah, it. this is it. And and I'll be honest with you too, it's too soon to talk about whether or not he's going to get traded or not because the draft has to happen. He might get moved maybe around the draft, maybe after the draft. Uh, the big date well, I think is he'd also get, I June first. Yeah, I you think know. he has. I think he gets. I think. If he doesn't get traded before the draft, then he probably won't get traded. He either stays. He's see. He's not going to retire. It's too, it's too right. much money. He's not yeah. going to retire. You're going to turn around sixty million dollars. No, he'll take it. You're right. You're right. You know. You know. It's still too soon to get. So if he gets, I'm looking. He gets traded pre June first. No, you know what? If he gets traded pre June first, then those numbers the Packers take on a big hit. Right. Packers take a big hit if they trade him after. But the problem with holding on to him for that long is it limits your ability to sign free agents and rookies because he's still accounting for money that might not be there or accounting for money that will be there. They could guess if they cut him, if they cut him before June 1st, like let's say they just cut him tomorrow. Like or at the beginning of the Isn't ninety million dollars, ninety nine million dollars yeah. cap. I told, like, I've said that before. That's insane. That's half the cap. That's right, literally that's, like that's why it's it's either trade or stay. It's not. They're not going to cut him. No, I know they're not going to. Same cut thing him. with Russell Wilson. <laughs> you can't do anything with him. Why would they sign this contract? <laughs> because he held them to the fire. He he basically put them. He put a gun to their head and said, "Pay me or get rid of me," and they paid him. They should have gotten rid of him. This was well, terrible. The hindsight is twenty twenty on that one. You know that. All right. <sighs> anyway. Um, so. All right. So that's how that, I feel. The that's end. Re- no. I, and listen, I understand. It's maybe this is a move that leads to something else. Maybe. It, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. It's t- it's tough to say. Yeah, like it. It, it all depends. Like you guys said, it all depends on whether or not he actually moves and like what the impetus is for the Packers to actually move him at this point. Like, 
you'll find out a lot coming to the draft and and with you know the the off season as far as like what's going to happen there but it right. there's there's still a lot going on before before we can even say hey he's going to move you know what i mean i agree now we'll dive into this real quick head coaching interviews that have been either completed or requested or whatever now it's weird because if the team is still involved in the playoffs, they can only do like Zoom meetings, right? For the for the initial, and then the second interview, I think, can be in person. I think it's so. Such so a I, yes, I think you're right, and I think this is so dumb at this. It point. should just fucking wait until after the Super Bowl. No, no interviews for anybody until that's for coaches until after the Super Bowl. Full stop. The end. Right. Like, like the day after the Super Bowl, every team can interview coaches. Like the end right exactly but whatever it's not fair there's no other fair way to do it otherwise i'm sorry no i i i would agree i tend to agree um the only one that's so for the car so for the cardinals one that stuck out the names that stuck out really are sean payton dan quinn frank reich and D'Amico ryan's now dan quinn's gonna stay with the cowboys Apparently, right. so any job he was up for is irrelevant. I um, think Frank. I think Frank Reich is favored probably, in Car- Carolina, right? Um, he has interview there. Him and Steve Wilkes are the only ones who have second interviews, but they haven't interviewed D'Amico Ryan's yet at all because no. Panthers hire ex ex Colts coach Frank Reich. That just hit. Like, oh, geez. oh wow, that, that just really hit. just hit. Yeah, that just hit like a, like an hour ago. Like that just hit. Okay, so that's that then. So, so Frank, Frank Reich, Reich Frank guy. Reich is now. So goodbye to all the Carolina Panthers. Um, you know, not for nothing. I think that's a mistake. Not because Frank Reich's a bad guy, but I think Steve Wilkes deserved it. Deserved Entirely. it. He got the team to play for him. So whatever. Um, well, that's Ken that Dorsey. then. So Ken Dorsey to discuss gets- there. Ken Dorsey cannot buy himself a fucking job. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, there must be a reason. You it's the same it, thing with uh, what's his name? Eric Bieniemy in, in uh, Kansas City. Kellen, and Kellen Moore, too. Kellen Moore's think, been up for fucking jobs a bunch. And I think Kellen Moore is very either. overrated as a coach. Like, I agree with you, but. Yeah. I think you know, I bet I think out of who's left, like let's take you know we take Frank Reich off the board. I think D'Amico Ryan's is the hot coordinator, um, and I think he's going to be success. I think again he's going to have you know he's he's going to get a job again. The 49ers organization is where you want to be because Robert Sala got a job and now D'Amico Ryan's like you know they're they're producing head coaching talent you know at a at a very high clip, um, right. And I th- so I think D'Amico Ryan's probably ends up either in he should let me put it this way he should probably go to somewhere like Denver um, or Indianapolis would be the best place for him but you know that's never going to fucking happen um, and to me Indianapolis is a clusterfuck um, so yeah and he might stay D'Amico Ryan's might end up staying and they might give him a boatload of money to stay as a defensive coordinator especially if they win the Super Bowl you know they might right. say, "Stay here. Let's make a dynasty." Because that could be a fucking. Di- that's another. That could be a dynasty. Um, as far as the, well. not, yeah, the Broncos. I think Jim Caldwell would actually be a pretty. I think good it'd be great. No, I think it'd be great. 
Honestly, or Jim Harbaugh. I Jim Harbaugh. Is well, he's staying. Great. He's staying at Michigan. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, Good. That, that's right. He said he, he came out and said he was doing that. I don't know. Oh yeah, they gave him extra money. That's right. I don't like Jim yeah. Harbaugh, so that's why I said good. Like, <laughs> I think he's a dick, but that's that's what I'm saying. There. Now we talked we talked about this pre pre show, if you will. There was a thing that came out that said Sean Payton had friction with upper <laughs> with, with the ownership group in the Broncos, and then he like quote tweeted it saying that's bullshit. Um, I had a great meeting. I don't know what to believe. I have no idea. I, you know what? Honestly, I think we said it. I think Jim Caldwell would be the calm voice in that locker room. I think, yeah, not that he's going to unlock Wilson, but I think he's. You need someone with he's coaching so experience. He's so respected yeah. around the league. Right, like he got a bad, he got a raw deal with the Lions. I think, like he was better than most people give him credit for with the Lions and the Colts too. Like, yeah, you know. He he got a he he pretty much he had success where he went. They didn't win, but they didn't win championships. But they weren't terrible teams, if if memory serves. No, and like for for all intents and purposes, like the team that the Lions have now was pretty much built off of Jim Swartz, uh Jim Caldwell's shoulders. If you really think about it, like, right? And now you see Dan Campbell put his influence in there a little bit, but yeah, sure. the, most of those players were Jim Caldwell's guys. Right. So, and, well, Matt Patricia, whatever, whatever, he managed to fuck a situation that was, you know, un- that that should have been unfuckable if you really think about it. Like, yeah, come in here and like, right? Who goes to a team that has a, an established quarterback, you know, decent receiving core, you know, defense, and but you were a defensive coordinator, like you, like you said, pretty unfuckable situation, and you know, turned to shit. But whatever. Um, that's my opinion on the Broncos. I think it should be Jim Caldwell, maybe Peyton, if whatever these rumors are or whatever the fuck. You know, it's you know what it is too. I think sometimes these like these things come out as spin, where it's like we don't want to deal with compensation to the Saints if we hire Sean Peyton. So it's like right. let's just Please. poison pill this whole thing. You know, Please yank me. I'm not saying that it's that it's a good thing. I'm saying that no, sometimes sometimes teams will put out this bullshit to a reporter, and they'll eat it up like breakfast. and just and tank and tank a deal where it's like, well, what are you talking about? That's not what happened. And you know now That's that true. now the situation is is irreparable, and it's like, well, I guess we'll just we could hire Jim Caldwell off the street, and we don't have to pay anybody. You know, we don't have to give draft picks up. We don't have to give up compensation, whatever. Jim Caldwell is the right choice. I think he's a good hire. I would love to have him as my coach. David. I, I, I would agree now. Then who the Texans hire. So now here's my, here's my fear. I think it's going to be either Kafka or D'Amico Ryans or the Broncos defensive coordinator, because you got to see who has the second interview completed. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this is what scares me. If Mike Kafka goes there, if he takes Danny Dimes with him, I'm going to scream. I yeah. doubt that's. I doubt that's happening. I know, and they've come out and said like everyone wants each other here in New York, and you know everyone's married here, and we we, we want to make this work. But you know, don't 
Don't get Kafka, don't get I, I don't think Kafka's gonna get that job because I think he's too green, honestly. I think well, I agree. I don't think he should be listen, no I think he should wait another year not. or two. Thank you. I that's exactly what I was gonna say. I think he needs another year or two in the coordinator's desk. He did a good job this year. Keep doing a good job. You unlocked a quarterback that was pretty much, you know, destroyed and turned him right. into a pretty good player. Pretty damn capable. Dude, do it again. Do it again and get right, to do the it playoff. again, and then we can, and then we'll talk. Then you'll get you'll have the pick of the litter. You'll be at the top of everyone's list. You'll right. be you won't like why are you gonna scrape the bottom of the brow for for the Texans job? Like what are we doing? Right, you'll be the hot coordinator, if you will. Right. Um, I I I agree with you guys. I still think that D'Amico Ryan's he played there. He was a captain there. He was the heart and soul of their defense. Like it's true, it's true. It'd be, he he was points. the guy that everybody looked at and pointed at before it was JJ Watt's team. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I, I think there's too much history there for it not to be uh, D'Amico Ryan's. To be honest with you, but I I can't I can't put up a counter to that. I can't disparage that. The only thing I would say is teams sometimes don't like hiring their own. Because it means you got to fire them eventually. That's but, true. But I, again, I don't know if that's enough for them to really care and be like, whether if if you're the right guy, we could throw that out the window. So, so they always say. Exactly. Well, you know, they say a lot of things. Correct. You know that whoever that guy is, they say a lot of things. Hey, they do. They do. That guy is. That's what that guy says. <laughs> um. Now the Colts. Uh, Oh, oh God! The oh, the Colts. Why now, does Jim Mercy do the things he does? So basically, as soon as their season was over, they're like, "Yeah, we're going to interview Jeff Saturday for the head for the permanent head coaching job." Which, I guess, if you're the interim coach, you get the formality of, "All right, yeah, we're gonna we'll be, we'll do the right thing, no matter who you are. We'll do the right thing and bring you in for the head coaching, you know, interview, if you will." He got a second interview. Which why? What are we yeah. talking about here? He got a second interview with Raheem Morris. Um, I, 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 I mean, so how do you say that f- the first name, Kevin? The Broncos defensive coordinator. Uh, Ajiro. Oh, Ajiro. 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 Yeah. Ajiro. Ajiro. So he's got a second interview scheduled, and I'm going to assume D'Amico Ryan's is going to have. He's gonna have a first. He's gonna have a first interview, probably a second. So, one would hope. You know what I mean? You know, like, I'll be honest with you. I mean, and I think Dan Quinn had a second interview, but he's staying, so he's out of the running. But I mean, Jesus Christ, how do you honestly bring in Jeff Saturday again for outside of the initial like, oh yeah, you know, the formality interview? Uh, because. because it, it wasn't good when he because was coaching. Jim, like, Jim Irsay, because Jim Irsay is a crackhead, and that's all you need to say. I, I guess. He's literally a bur- Also, I watched that interview that I told you about with the guitar, guitar collection with Jim Irsay. Mm-hmm. He's old. He's burned out. Like He's like he's he's elderly. He's had a pill problem for God knows how long. And he's like, yeah. but he's like arthritic and like he's he's in bad shape and I man, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Well, I, know. I agree. So, so I don't know what's going on in the upstairs with him and the decision making. It's getting wackier and wackier, and you know, 
I think it's just, you know, post the <laughs> post Peyton Manning, the post Peyton Manning era in Indianapolis is not looking good. The post Andrew Luck era in Indianapolis, I should say. I was gonna say we're way past Peyton Manning. He's in the Hall of Fame already. <laughs> he's done. The, yeah, the post he's... the post Andrew Luck era in Indianapolis has been one shit show after another. Yeah. Uh, I'd agree with that. Well, we'll see what happens. You know, coaches will be getting hired as the you know the playoffs wind down. You know, you'll probably see some coaches get hired maybe this week, maybe the week after the in Super the, Bowl. In the bye week, yeah. Bye yeah. week of the Super Bowl is it's happy, you know, a popular time. So next week I think we'll see a lot of a lot of rumors and a lot of things happening. Right. Yeah. I want to interject, so, by the way. Mm. Just saw this on Facebook. These are the Carolina Hurricanes and the Washington Capitals sweaters that they're going to be wearing for the stadium series this oh year. And um, good? I don't know if they're going to, I mean, no, but they're not good. Usually they're pretty good. Usually these jerseys, I think these jerseys look dope. Oh, uh, the Capitals one look dope. The Capital ones, Capitals one looks awesome. I want it. That's all I, that's, that's all. That's all I just wanted to interject. No, so everybody go online and look. You usually they're 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 usually all pretty pretty solid. Like something usually. I would spend I would spend money on that. I would spend money on that. <sighs> anyway, do we want to talk about NFL honors and uh, who's winning awards? Because um, there's only one interesting. Not I shouldn't say one. Only you know who the MVP is. Is I still think slub someone interesting. Um, but yeah, I think it's hurts. Well, I think it's hurts us to lose at this point. So do I, unless Joey Burrow here makes a run. But, you know, they say it has to do with the regular season, not the postseason. But I think that's a lie and a half. That's a lie. I think it's Jalen Hurts. This is a quarterback award. So Justin Justin Jefferson is on here as a formality. So I think, yeah, like you said, this is Jalen Hurts' award to um, to lose. To lose pretty much, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. I I don't see Um, how he loses it, but, yeah, it, it should it's pretty much his to lose like going forward. Uh, right. Micah Parsons, I think is a good pick for defensive player of the year. I think, I think he's had a better year than most or Chris Jones. And I don't think there's really anybody else. I mean, you could argue somebody, somebody had the argument with me about actually saying that sauce Gardner could actually win both rookie and player of the year. And I was like, no, no, Michael no. Parsons had a pretty good year, and also, you know, it's very rare to win two awards. Yeah, they don't yeah. they don't do that on democracy. I think for the principle of democracy in the NFL, right? There's yeah, a reason yeah. why. There's a reason why the MVP is the quarterback award, and offensive player of the year is there's usually the, not. It's the other skill position. It's the skill right. position Correct. award. Correct. Yeah. So I think that's where Justin Jefferson gets his due. Agreed. I agree with Agreed. that. I think Tyreek. I don't think Tyreek Hill can challenge him on that. I think Justin Jefferson was a beast. End of story. Now, offensive rookie of the year. The other interesting one. I don't. Does Brock Purdy qualify? I guess he does. Like he played almost half a season. I guess. Yeah. yeah, he should qualify. Yeah, I guess he qualifies. Yeah. No, Garrett Wilson. I think is the right call. Although Kenneth Walker for about had twelve weeks year. there had a like damn good year and only fell off towards the end of the year and he um, got hurt. Yeah, and he got hurt right well big partially because he got hurt. I think Garrett Wilson wins it despite his quarter his inconsistent quarterbacks. And I think that's the that's the amazing thing is the fact that who he had a quarterback at times and the fact that he had didn't three matter. different quarterbacks didn't matter. He still 
put up the numbers. Like, so no doubt. And Sauce, right. the same thing. Sauce was like, you know, I think the Jets take home the rookies of the year on both sides of the mall. I agree with that. Which is crazy. Although Aiden I, Hutchinson I, is real good. Had a, had a great year. That's a, that's he, tough, actually. I don't know. He was he was he was hyped coming into this draft, and he pretty much lived up to that hype. Oh yeah, no, he did. I agree with that. And you know, it's funny too. Doesn't he just seem like he fits on the Lions based on he's, their personality? Yeah. He's the he's he's Dan Campbell, like he's a Motor City Dan Campbell through and through guy, yeah, right? No, like he, he just fits on that team. No, he like, that's that. That, that that's what I'm like. He just he just he's a Detroit Lion. For what they are right now. Um, this one hurt. I come back player of the year. I wanted to pick Saquon, but I don't think he's gonna win. CMC has to. That's what I think. That's the that's the the Saquon in the Northeast, I think, would win, but the rest of the country would ch- would pick CMC, especially considering CMC is still in the playoffs at this point in Saquon. Yeah. Smart. Not that that matters per se, but you know, I think Christian McCaffrey wins this award. Not close. It's close, though. I think if the UP, if there's votes came in, yeah, I think it's a 60 40 battle. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't. Gino gets a couple of votes for me, too. Gino, you know what? I, G, Gino, it's not the traditional way the comeback player of the year award is looked at. Um, but, you know, he can't, you know, he, his year was more just like, wow, that was surprising. <laughs> like, right. That's true. But yeah, that's not a bad idea either. Coach of the year, Dable, no doubt. Got to be Dable. Has to be. It's either him or Doug Peterson, because the other That's three a, on the other three on here had teams that you're expecting to win. Nick Sirianni and the Eagles are expected to be good. Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers expected to be good. Sean McDermott and the Bills, they were the preseason Super Bowl pick. Yeah, so no, like those are those are gone. True. Doug Peterson has the Super Bowl pedigree. Whereas Dable doesn't, so I think that's the only. I think that's what gives Dable the edge here because Peterson, you could say like he's a damn good coach, and like we knew, we know this about him, and he has a he has Trevor Lawrence, and he's just unlocking the talent that's all that was already there, just not tapped into. So, right, uh, Dable, Dable squeezed the juice out of he, out of what he had. He literally got every ounce of effort out of the worst of the worst on that team. Right. Yeah. You know, and he 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 got the most he could out of what he had, and not much you could say because the Giants literally signed, I think, one free agent, and like that was it. So true. Pretty much. The the assistant of the year, I think it's D'Amico Ryan's because just of how consistent. That defense has been all year. Defense is and how good it is. I and he's a candidate for how many head coaching jobs. So (laughs) yeah. yeah. So like, I think he's. I think he gets his due. At the very least, you know, I mean, like, I I don't know. I mean, looking at the other people up for it, I don't. I don't see why it would be anybody other than D'Amico Ryan's. You know what I mean? Like the Lions had a good offense, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator. You know, they had a good, they were more, they had more firepower than you would think they had. But I I think, right. No, I I agree. And I think the, the Eagles are, are, 
their own worst enemy. Like they're supposed to have success. Like, so what did you, what did you expect? The 49ers are supposed to have success too, but I think they're just so, they've just been so consistent. And like right, I said, defense, how many, that defense how many, isn't just a one-time thing. That, that's been a defense now for the past four or five years. You know what I mean? Right. And it's, it's not an accident. Yeah, it's it's yeah. That's that's the argument that it's not it's not an so, accident. In a sense, it's like a lifetime achievement award for Demiko Ryan's. If you really think a little about bit, it. I like, could see yeah, that. You know, a little bit. You know, maybe a parting gift if he uh, goes off into yeah, the sunset. Weird. Exactly. Oh boy! And, and then, speaking of going off into the sunset. Oh lord! Oh god! This. Well, all very good. The The Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York, Cooperstown, New York, is slowly becoming the Hall of Very Good. Now, I don't want to shit on a guy, Scott Rowland. I like Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland was was elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. He was the only one elected. They had to elect somebody. Um, he had to elect somebody. He got set, and he, you know, I don't want to say he got in by the skin of his teeth, but he that got seventy six percent of the vote. Now, I don't know. I'm going to read the numbers here: two thousand seventy seven hits, three hundred sixteen home runs, two eighty one lifetime batting, twelve hundred runs, almost thirteen hundred RBIs, and on base. 364 and a 490 slugging. Is that a Hall of Famer? That's an that's a no. No, that's not a Hall of Famer. That's a guy that was consistent and just very good. Like I think like he, he was the, he was the next step below a very a Hall of Famer player. He was one full step below. Right. You need him on your team to win the World Series. He's not the best player on your team. He's the second best player on your team. In many, like in many instances, and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah, no, I mean, he is what he is. You know what I mean? Like, okay, like, I just, I don't get it. He, I, I feel like his early years were a Hall of Fame track, and then he just stayed mildly consistent while he was on the Cardinals, and that was really it. But, like, to the point, what are we doing here, though? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's... All very good. So, so he spent... So, yeah. So, his time with the Cardinals, he hit 286, 111 home runs, 453 RBIs with an on-base of 370. Respectable. It's yeah. it's he's a really good player, not right. It, but he's, he's a, a really notch. Good, he's a notch right. below Hall of Famer. I'm sorry. Right, exactly, and that's the whole thing. Never won an MVP. He was he. What do you call it? He finished. He finished the closest he ever finished was in 2004. He finished four. No, he did not. Where did he finish? He finished fourth. Yes, in MVP voting. Because he couldn't beat out Barry Bonds, Albert Pujols, or Adrian Beltre. So I mean, fair, but like, 
you know, in that year, one he hit, year he was like that year he hit 314, 34 home runs, 124 RBIs. Right. But if that, he did that five times, I would say, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, but he did it once. Well, exactly. You know, so like again, but then the guys he didn't beat out for the MVP was in 2004, Bonds hit 45 home runs. Beltre right. hit 48 home runs. Pujols hit 46 home runs. And the batting averages, it's not even close. He hit 314. Pujols at third hit 331. Beltre hit 334. And Bonds hit 362. Jesus Christ. So say what you want about steroids or whatever, but hitting 362 <laughs> is, is insane. Whatever. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, like, it's just no, I know. You can't even, don't even talk about it. Like it's, it's not. That's not the he, point. It's just, it's, it's. Just, he's not. There's a cut above. I think. Do you think that this was ultimately another like writers basically turning around and saying that this is the a referendum on the steroid era again? Like, is this? Is well, I mean, this? I guess, but we also. It's also we need somebody. You know, but then again, but then here's but here's the thing, though. And like you just brought up a referendum on the steroid era. OK, fine. But you're going to run out of people. They, to they voted Barry Bonds, the MVP that year. They right. voted Roger Clemens, the Cy Young Award winner right. that year. You know, you can't keep playing this game if you're, you know, I know. I know. At some point, like you're like. I mean, listen, they're not going to vote these guys in. They're not going to vote these guys in. They're going to be stubborn and they're going to play this game. And the Hall of Fame is going to be missing 10, 15 of the best players ever. And that's it. And they're just going to play this game where, the you know, there's a swath of guys that's not in it that needs to be in it. And the problem is, is in their stead, there are other guys making it that that shouldn't and that's the problem right I th- you know harold baines like th- that's sure, not a hall right. of famer like i think honestly like when it gets to down to it is yes it like you can't have a hall of fame class with zero guys like granted so you need somebody but like like you guys said you're playing this dangerous game now with steroids and with as far as you know are they tainted and this and that, but you can't tell the story of baseball without these guys. Well, like you can't well, that's the problem. Exactly. Like, yeah. You can't just pretend it didn't happen and then not at least acknowledge it in some meaningful like, way. Like I, I, can't I, I don't think, right. You can't say it's not, you, you can argue. It's not fair that the steroids was not error was an unfair time in baseball history. No one's arguing. No one's. No one's meaningfully arguing that. Like we all agree that it's pretty bullshit. Like fair, but like you can't pretend it didn't happen. Like you know what I mean. Like come on. But like, but like I, you legitimately, and I'm Bonds Homer, so like full disclosure. But you can't tell the story of baseball without telling the story of Barry Bonds. Like you can't. Correct. It's impossible. And, like, even before he got nailed for steroids, the dude was a multiple-time MVP winner. Right. He was, he was, he was on his way. He had, he had won, what, or not. He had won three, what, three or four before he even got mm-hmm. nabbed with steroids or before the steroids even became a thing. 
And he was he had already hit 30-30 multiple times. He already had 500 home runs. Yeah, he would have right. been a home. He like, would have been a star. He would have been a Hall of Famer easily without it. And nobody could. You, you know, can't argue that either. You know who he was before? Like again, Barry Bonds, Homer. But you know who he was before steroids? He was a better Ken Griffey Jr. He yeah, yeah. he was Ken Griffey. Yeah, it was, that's what he was. So he won. So in nineteen, so between nineteen ninety and. 93 he won three mvps out of those four years and the set the one he didn't win he was in second there it is like that that's all and he was as skinny as my fucking pinky and also too and you know it's funny too so 94 he was fourth in voting 95 he was 12th 96th and 97 he was fifth 98 he was eighth and then in 99, he was 24th. And then after that, he was never less than second. He either won it or came in second. Amazing. Amazing. If he was Like you said, he can't, you can't tell the story of baseball without talking about yeah. it. You, yeah, like you can't. It's impossible. Like, like how, how am I going to tell the story of baseball without mentioning Alex Rodriguez? Like, right. Yeah. Bonds averaged 41 home runs a year. Basically, he's a 300 hitter, 298. Same thing with A-Rod. How can you tell the story without Roger Clemens? The guy's a dick, but how can you not how can you tell the story of baseball without him? You can't. You can't. It's impossible. It's legitimately impossible. He but... won seven Cy Youngs. Like, that's insane. Guy pitching triple crown twice, like you know, he won. And in '86, he won the Cy Young and the MVP as a pitcher. Like that's unheard of, right? But like, all right, so like, and again, hot take, but fine. Um, <laughs> hot take. Pete Rose is a dick for for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Like he. he he bet on the game. He bet against his team, so on and so forth. He sexually molested a 14-year-old girl and said, fine, she, I thought she was 18, whatever. So that's where four, 14 is 18 comes from, and that whole meme, fine, whatever. You can't tell the story of baseball without touching on the fact that the man has the most hits of anybody in the fucking league history. So, right. like... You what? can't pretend it didn't happen. Like right. As, so like what? No matter he how did, much you can't stand him, like you can't right, pretend like it didn't what, happen. What he did outside of the confines of the game, you can't fucking like when he had the uniform on. The dude was the best singles hitter or the best hitter theoretically, bar none. Like. That's really what it is. Like you can't, you can't argue it. You know what I mean? Like, so we're we're taking a guy like Pete Rose, and we're taking Pete Rose, and we're now crucifying him for the rest of his life for being a gambler and for being ornery and whatever. We're taking somebody. Right, we're taking somebody like Barry Bonds and we're chastising him and crucifying him for being an angry black man. But 
we look at somebody like Joe DiMaggio, who, for all accounts and purposes, used to beat the living shit out of Marilyn Monroe and drink himself to excess. And we're okay and, with it. And we're all right with it. And he's, you know, Yankee legend, Hall of Famer, Joe DiMaggio. We That's look right. at some we look at somebody like Mickey Mantle, who couldn't fucking get up at some like most days and would come to the fucking stadium drunk and still belt two, three home runs, but we don't hold his personal life against him the way that we do somebody like a Pete Rose. No, it's, so like it's, it's it's picking and choosing who they like and who they don't like. Right. That that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's a it's a fucking it's a popularity contest at times. Right. For sure. But like it like I don't think that the fucking Hall of Fame should be in the hands of some crotchety old fucking writer who like should Peter Gammon still be voting? Like, come on. Like, I mean, that's. I think Peter Gammon's is dead. Arthur. Oh, did he die? Oh, <laughs> I'm pretty okay. sure. He's dead. Then, then there you go. That's I'm an idiot. Peter Gammon's is not. Funny, and I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> oh no, he's not. No, he's not. But hold on. His demise uh, is uh, prematurely calculated. Premature? Yeah. Who's the asshole now? Well, me. So, so he's not dead, but he might as well be. John just killed him. He's seventy. He's seventy-seven. I mean, but like Peter Gammons, Peter Gammons has seen more fucking baseball than ninety percent of people. Granted, never picked up a bat. No, I. That's that's my point. Like that's what I'm just saying. He's crotchety. He's old, and he never even played the game. And you know, not that that's a prerequisite to being like somebody who's allowed to give your opinion on baseball like we're doing it but like at some point like you can't be the end-all be-all gatekeeper of all things right like we're giving our opinion on it we're not voting to get someone in to a very elite hall of like the best to ever do it you know what i mean like i personally think that that distinction should come from a committee and that Correct. like committee should be made up of ex players and you know chief executive and so on and so forth. Like that, that's who should be doing it. You know what I mean? I agree. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think it should be coming down to fucking Dan Shaughnessy from the fucking Boston Globe and your 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 cousin from fucking Boston coming out and saying, "Hey, I think Noma should have been a Hall of Fame." No, fuck you. Like Noma, get, get out of here. Like Noma. Like, no, I, I I tend to agree. Um, guys who have, they have way too much influence, and also, in the grand scheme of things, what does it honestly mean to be like a first ballot Hall of Famer versus like a third or fourth? It doesn't mean anything. Not much. Yeah, nothing really. But right. the reasons why they'll hold a guy out are asinine. Right. It's but not like, the fact that they are like. It's just they they're the stupid unwritten rules of baseball. You know, go exist outside of the confines of baseball. Like, like it like, honestly, like like it took it took how long for for someone to get a hundred percent of the vote? Like you're telling me, to, like Tom Seaver held the rank of like oh the most, you know ninety nine point one percent of the vote. Why he wasn't a Hall of Famer to who? Yeah, like really, you know Babe Ruth didn't even get a hundred percent of the vote. Like say what you want about him, but like he wasn't a Hall like, of Famer to who? But but like that that's where I'm at. Like 
Mariano is a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer, right? But he Apparently. even he didn't get fucking hundred percent. So uh, which makes no sense. Right. He's unanimous, but there's still one dick who left him off his fucking ballot because he didn't want somebody to have a hundred percent of the vote. So like that's I, the shit that irks me. That somebody can can essentially throw away a vote and that, be like, nope, that always pissed I'm me doing off. it. I'm doing it for the fucking sanctity of the game. Sanct- Go fuck yourself. And the same like, thing with Jeter. Like, what are we yeah, doing? Like, 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 no one can be 100%. Fuck you. Like, get out right. of here. Like, yeah, P- like, like, like was held out because of, well, there was rumors he was on steroids, but never convicted or what convicted. Right. Like, but like, never okay. proven. But like five years from now, are we going to be sitting around looking at each other and being like, hey, you know that Albert Pujols, he fucking hit 700 hole runs, but Hey, we we weren't really sure Albert was using steroids or not, so we're gonna fucking no, hold them out. No one's gonna say shit, years. right? Like, yeah, what are we like, doing? Why are we playing this game? Like, I, I I agree. It's it's silly. It's sad. It's antiquated. It's it's past the point at which it's outlived its modality at this point of what you know, sort of like oh, we're the gatekeepers of the game. Like, fuck you. Like. You know what? People are not that stupid. Like, you know what? There's a system we could create that is is so much better than what you, you know, the system that you have now that, like, we're not going to vote in somebody who doesn't deserve it. So stop. Stop the madness. But yeah, right. but like, oh, but like, it, it's going to piss me off. And I know it's already going to piss me off when each row is going to come up from the vote, I think, next year or the year after. Yes, next year. And you're telling me Ichiro is not going to get 100% of the vote? I I agree. So next year's like candidates that. are, I can tell you right now, um, Adrian Beltre, Joe Maurer, Chase Utley, Jose Batista, Bartolo Colon, Adrian Gonzalez, Matt Holiday, Victor Martinez, Jose Reyes, David Wright, Brandon Phillips. Wow, that's now, a lot. That's a lot. But like to me, like I look at that list and I go, I know who's a Hall of Famer on that list, and I know two thirds of them are not going to get voted in next year. They're going to have to wait a couple of years, and I think that that's so dumb. But honestly, Fine. though, but, but see, but like, but Jose Bautista, not a Hall of Famer. No, agreed. Um, I think Adrian Beltre is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Joe Mauer is a Hall is a Hall of Famer. Agreed. Chase Utley, eh, eh it's know. close, close. It's close, but I don't know if he's. I'd have to see his numbers. As much as I'd yeah, love no, to but, say David David Wright, not a Hall of Famer. No, he doesn't have the numbers. He, he's he the hearts and minds. He's an all-time right. Met, but he's not like right. He'll, Mets Hall of Fame, sure. Um, Jose Reyes, Beltre, yeah, Beltre definitely. Mauer definitely. Um, I don't think Bartolo Colon is going to get in. Bartolo Colon. But like guys who should be in and who are like Gary Sheffield's on what his tenth year. Gary Sheffield to be in the fucking Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Andrew Jones is what on his seventh year on the ballot. He only has fifty eight point one percent of the fucking votes. Like Andrew right. Jones should be in the fucking Hall of Fame. Like, like for for a decade and almost a decade and a half, Andrew Jones. Won every gold glove in center field. I know every single fucking one of them. And you're telling me that that dude's not a Hall of Famer? 
Uh, I, you know, I don't know. No, you're, you know, you're it's, a thousand percent it, right. It's a little like, insane. Like, it, honestly, it's, it's just the inconsistencies are just ridiculous for, across the board. You can two, find a million for, examples. For two decades, Billy Wagner was the second best closer in baseball. Billy Wagner was the only reason we don't love Billy Wagner more is because somebody named Mariano Rivera fucking existed played at the same damn time yeah right no you're right you know, for for 10 i would say for 10 to 12 years billy wagner was the second best closer in baseball yeah i would say that so what are we doing only giving him 68 like, percent of the vote here's the other sense. thing too like okay we only gave him 60 68 percent of the vote and that's kind of weird but like who voted bronson arroyo for the hall of fame like he got one vote like and obviously he fell off the ballot and he's done but like Brunson Arroyo is not a Hall of Famer. R.A. Dickey got one vote. He's not a Hall of Famer. Like, well, fucking James, James Shields is on there. James Shields is on the fucking ballot next year. But like, what are we doing? Fucking, Why? Like, but this Yavani, is my point. Like, Yavani Gallardo is on there. You're only you're only allowed to vote for certain a certain number. Like, why are you wasting a vote on a guy you know is not going to get? Why? Because he's your friend? Like, that it does nothing in the grand scheme of things. All right. Like, Tory Hunter. Tory Hunter should have a lot more than 6% of the vote. Like, that, that's. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. But honestly, though, I don't even think of him. He's another one, though. He's not. He's, he's like, he was never. I would say he was never better than as good as Joe Maurer ever was in the high Hades of those twins teams. And like, sure. that's the line that like, I agree with you. He was, a, that's, that's a borderline player. That's a Mike Messina borderline kind of call there. You know, Omar Vizquel. Omar Vizquel should be in the hall of fame. And, and I don't Omar, Vis- Omar Vizquel only has 20% of the vote. That's there's a problem. There's a problem. Like to me, like that's not understanding. That's like not understanding the position and the game and the relative to goodness of someone in that their position. And uh. a guy, a guy who will get in, who I don't think should ever get in, is Todd Helton. Todd Helton will probably get in next year. Which again, which doesn't make any sense. Like there's six guys on that ballot that are better than Todd Helton by themselves. Number one, number two, he's not in a vacuum. A, 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 he's not in a vacuum. A Hall of Famer again. Now is a that really just, great guy, that great the, player, but not the Hall. Now Famer. is that your Colorado bias, or is that just? I know. don't. I, I just think altogether, I think his numbers are inflated because he fucking played in Colorado. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, but you can't fault the guy for being for be, getting drafted by a team and then playing there his whole career. Like, that's if that's fair. the case, then Mickey Mantle should be, you know, half his home runs should be taken away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how many go over that short porch in left field in Yankee Stadium? That's like, fair. you know, he's got 369 home runs. He's a 316 lifetime hitter. Like, and he hit 372 one year. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be mad if he made it but to me scott Rowland is average oh yeah no, i think that's this is this is an egregious example for sure that's I, I that's agree. the whole thing that's that's like, my thing like, with that yeah like Rowland getting in like if if uh if Rowland gets in then somebody like carl speltran should get in that that's where and I'm then we're just it. down a slippery like, slope at that point and we're like what are we doing 
But then also, too, you have to look at it this way. You have to think, too, and if you look at the stats, like who's the like if you look at just a, just in general of hits and on the career hits list right now, and I think Pujols is going to retire. So he's 10th he's all time with hits. Okay. The next guy is, is Miguel Cabrera, 25 with three over 3,000. The next one, you don't get even close to active players. Right, right. So, you know, there's no good at, answer. If we can look we at can, the 17 different ways. The, this is a flawed system, and the, and the is. problem is, is that there's no metrics, there's no rules, there's no input from anyone outside of outside of the baseball writers, and I think at the end of the day, that's the solution: is to create a better system and to fix all of these different aspects of of how we vote for people in the Hall of Fame. There's there's because there's just no standard, uniform way we do it, and it makes no sense. Joey Votto is the next viable guy on the all times hits list at 239th with with 2100 hits. Okay, like. These guys, it's not going to, like, the game is young now, and these guys aren't cracking in the way these old the, the old heads did. That's true, too. So they, we have to adjust true. for that. And You're not going to get 300 wins ever again. You're not going to get 3,000. You might not ever get 3,000 hits ever again. You won't. I don't think you will. So, I don't know. Well, nah, you know what it is, too? This is a touchy subject only around Hall of Fame time because in two weeks, no one's going to give a shit. That's accurate. That's the way it's, that's how it's become. And it's not just us. That's everybody. It so, is. But yeah. we have two good championship games to look forward to this weekend, boys. And I'm pumped. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. I, I agreed. The so bets will be flying. Be amazing. Yes. yes, they will be. I'll, I'll yes, promise I'll send some over. <laughs> nice. Nice. So on that note, we will uh, get the betting slips ready. Uh, we will Parlays see will you guys flying. next week. Everybody enjoy the games, and we'll talk to you again probably Thursday of next week. Adios, muchachos. Uh, Adios. Enjoy.